0: Hey, welcome everybody to podcast number 118. We got a doozy for you today. Uh, a gentleman that doesn't like to hold back when he's talking, so we're gonna get some interesting points and everything, but before we get into that, the little bit of banter. Canada Soccer, hey, look at them go.
1: It the was pretty good. The game was way more exciting than I expected it to be. I am openly not a huge soccer fan. But uh, you know what? They, they took advantage of some really good set plays, and um, it was really exciting going down that last five minutes there. Uh, Canada were kind of dickheads at the end of it too, which was, <laughs> which was kind of entertaining to see. Uh, but kudos to them. It's awesome to see Canada grow so much in soccer over the last couple of years. It's
2: great. It was fun. I was at the game, guys, and it was an uh, unbelievable experience. I mean, 50,000 people in the stadium. Uh, I'm not sure what the final number was, but uh, it, w- it was just electric. I mean, just the chanting going on constantly. Uh, Let's go Canada or Canada yeah. or and then a lot of the Mexican fans. I mean, they were right into it and cheering like nonstop. So uh, that first goal was sensational. It was right down at the end where we were um, perfectly placed for the guy to have a shot yeah. and uh, and then the, the rebound to come in and get it just electrified the, the building. It was really cool. Yeah, I I didn't watch
0: a lot of the game. I watched the, like the last twenty five minutes or whatever, but it was crazy the amount of pressure that Mexico put on in the last ten minutes, yeah, right? And for Canada to, to hold on and uh, hold them off was amazing to see. And um, as somebody that watches hockey a little bit more, there's uh, definitely a little bit. Uh, no contact is supposed to be happening, and those uh,
2: those those players were laying on the ground a lot. I'm not gonna lie; yeah. <laughs> they were all legit fouls, though. Every single one was a legit foul by yeah. both sides. They were, you know, I mean, let's be honest. They got to sell, uh, sell it. A, it. it was, they got to uh, sell it. Was a it. Oh. game, and there was a little bit of diving, <laughs> just like diving into the snowbank. I mean, there was yeah. there was some there was some acting going on. But you're right; oh. they they go to acting school. That's part of okay. their, their the soccer one that gets me.
1: Is like the guy like brushes his elbow against the Canadian's face, and he sat there for like ten minutes going like this, like ah, I'm bleeding. Wait,
0: he lost yeah. his eyesight. Can yeah. you yeah. tell?
1: Yeah. You know what? Like, you
3: know the the, the the one I look over when like this, and when they bring out the stretcher, I was like, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You guys coming out with the stretcher, I was like, dude, like all of a
0: sudden David got up and he was fine. Yeah, is was, a, oh yeah. I, I can see again, guys. Oh, Let's yeah, play.
3: Yeah. yeah I was like, yeah. oh my god, guys. <laughs> no, uh, the
0: the dive into the snowbank after the goal, like that's gonna be on
2: sports highlights forever, right? <laughs> the oh, meme, god. the meme of that. Just seeing, you just see the guy coming <laughs> flying from the side. and I remember <laughs> right, we saw the goal too, and all of a sudden, just gathering in the in the snow, it was like, this is gonna be awesome, and the guy yeah. goes flying seven, yeah.
3: Like,
2: <laughs>
4: i
3: have to yeah, so, admit that a lot of them wearing shorts with no like no leggings underneath or nothing that 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 would take some yeah. balls out there That's, uh, <laughs> but, i mean the they run. absolutely
2: yeah. um you know advantage to canada for playing in the snow right and playing under those conditions i don't think that mexico was you know entirely ready for it so it was uh well played by canada on that
0: end so i don't follow canadian soccer obviously that well but a lot of those players are probably part of the mls correct daryl
2: yeah they'd all probably have contracts all over the place to be honest with you there's various leagues i mean obviously a guy like uh, Alfonso davies is probably the highest paid or highest ranked player playing for Bayern munich uh, but there's definitely several guys on both teams will be playing you know contractually somewhere wherever it's in mexico league or in italy or in mls sure but right um, so the the whole snow thing probably doesn't play a huge part because they don't all play <laughs> up in the north and
3: no, stuff no, like that no, so
2: no. they wouldn't have played in snow for a while i wouldn't imagine right right yeah, um, right
3: but they're, they're they're middle ranked now i mean they're in yeah. like their are 40 mid, mid 40s and before they're absolutely abysmal in the like late 70s and 80s now, right? So after these two wins, I think they'll be bumping up a little bit more.
0: It's kind of neat to see Canadian sports or Canadian athletes um, excelling in non-Canadian sports like soccer, tennis, right? Like those programs have taken leaps and bounds in the last decade. Um, Seeing them go outside of the typical lacrosse or hockey or curling, but i mean we forget that soccer sports.
2: is soccer is the number one highest member sport in in short park in edmonton in canada um, it's the number mm-hmm. one most played sport so it's it, it is you know
0: well it's pretty easy yeah it's pretty easy also to get all those kids involved in it when literally there's it's just admin fees right there isn't a lot of technical equipment and stuff to pay for the, the children to play that type of sport right that's
2: why you got hockey and all those it's expensive fairly, sports going down easy. right yeah it's easily acceptable and, and guys on my um, many hats that that where I do sit on the the, the soccer board of directors um, and there's opportunity for pathways to success through a Pvp program to adult leagues I mean there's professional teams, even within the club level of like, they could start spending a lot of money and going to camps, going to Christmas camps, going to shots and stops. I mean, yeah. um, the higher level you want to get to, it certainly gets it. So There's lots of venues. So it's good to see that Canada soccer is doing so well. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Um, so obviously this is kind of a bowling podcast we should probably talk about something bowling so one of the most recent events is uh mr weber threw another perfect game yeah um for for a gentleman that said he would never ever throw one he threw one obviously not too long ago in st albert in open qualifying in the edmonton zone and now he's got a second one at Sherwood Park, which he absolutely despised, and it was on full display at TPC. So, uh, <laughs> what, what do you guys have to say about it, since uh, Sherwood Bowl proprietors?
1: Uh, it was great. It was great to watch. Uh, it, you know, I love Adam. It, it's it's funny. It's funny how bowling works sometimes. <laughs> you know, you get some things taken away from you, and you get some things given back, and it it's just. It's just funny he threw it on the weekend, but it was great. It was awesome. It was so well thrown, and I mean he's probably the best bowler in Canada, right? So um, it's nice. It's nice to see him break through, get the first one a couple of years ago, and throw another one now. It's, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. I don't know. I was. I find it just
3: comical. Uh, it takes two and a half minutes to finish tenth frame. So, like, I literally went for a pee break and back, and I still didn't. I caught all three shots. Uh, he went pretty fast, filming. though, I
2: thought. I mean, we're going to talk about this for later, but it, it looked like he actually went pretty fast in his first couple. His third one was like 97 uh, reset buttons that he was pushing. He was, <laughs> yeah. like a, he was having a seizure on the on the reset button, but his first two looked like they were pretty <laughs> yeah. quick.
3: Yeah, you know, nobody's talking about how he didn't finish his shot either. He just dumped it to the right. He <laughs> never held his shot, but I mean, that's okay.
0: Yeah, and he knew it was good he, out of the hand. And, <laughs> and I
3: mean, that was the fastest I ever seen him actually move because he never ever moves anywhere. Any he...
1: <laughs> he was um he was struggling with like his left his left knee was all messed up and his right shoulder. So I figured it kind of balanced him out.
0: And... <laughs> he was playing it up to the crowd because you seen he gave the fist pump to Mr. Mark Daw sitting in the in yeah, the yeah. seat yeah. beside him. So
1: he I I, had, he, he shot a hundred and ninety four the game before. <laughs> and then and then shot an 800 double. Yeah, well, I mean, let, let's
3: be honest. Let's—it's a podcast, not about Adam. So, I mean, this is enough talk about Adam. I think. <laughs>
2: oh, I, think uh, so, I, so I think he's gonna. Two, go. <laughs> two perfect games at Sherwood Bowl in a week. Eight days. A week, yeah. right? Yeah. How many more are we gonna have? When's the next one? What's the what's the time? Are we gonna well, have another I, one?
3: I, I, th- I think it. I think I mean we don't really care about Kerry because he has three, but maybe one of us three should deserve one. I mean, maybe that's it.
2: Uh,
0: yeah. No, as as people that throw perfect games, we don't like to share. So,
3: is just flowing, yeah.
2: So, so yeah. one more before uh, one more before Christmas, guys. What's the no. most? What's the record on number of perfect games at a bowling center in a calendar year? Well, let's, let's look at Barnes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, but how many? What was it? I think it was five.
2: Well, sure, with bowls got two in eight days, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over thirty
0: percent of the season over already. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Um Maybe you might see one more in the Edmonton zone by the end of the year. Not saying it's going to be at Sherwood Bowl, but I don't think you're going to see like three or four more pop off within the remainder of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, most of our major like high end bowling events in Sherwood Bowl have you know finished now. So Masters is done. Um, We're not hosting the Open at all, Um, and, and TPC is done. So it's it's going to come from league really because we're not going to have any major ma- major like high-end bowling tournaments so um yeah well I don't, okay, so, I don't see us getting too many more
2: so let's put a number to it how many more <laughs> are we going to see from now until <laughs> when? when when league is done and playoffs for league is done That's
1: um good. i, I think yeah.
3: i'm gonna say zero
1: i'm gonna say one
3: i'm gonna say zero Oh, and you can't bold. say the this same thing as anybody. Be- because, because oh. it, it, <laughs> so it, I'm forced it, to say two. <laughs> if, 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 I, if I'm 11 in a row, I'll pitch on purpose just to prove a point. Oh, so. shut up. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> you're a dummy. You're a dummy. So, D- Daryl, you're forced to say three. That's a, I guess that's so. a bold okay. strategy, man. I'll, man. Go, I'll go
2: three, boy. Let's go. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, how about um, 5 bin U. Pro Team League? You had some matches on the weekend there fellas and did yeah. some, uh, some commentating and had. Uh, and then also we had YBC singles that uh, as well right? Yeah, um, obviously Ma- uh, Michaela
0: pull- pulled through won her uh, seniors division um, I know you guys know a lot more about that, you're more involved with it, I don't know if you want to go through the list of winners or post uh, a link in the comments of where to find it or if you have it off the top of your head rattle it off
3: well, Dexter was there on, on Saturday, sorry, Sunday, and uh, Josh, Josh, right? Yeah, w- uh, Josh Woodkiewicz, yeah. Um, from Chinook. I mean, he already shot 400 this year down in Calgary during YBC, and he shoots another one during the qualifying. And For a
1: first game, shoots 400, uh, like 420 or something, and he yeah, comes, comes back with another uh, 300 right away. He had, a, he had a 720 double to start. Um, and really, just had to coast home after that. He shot 18-13 for six, which is huge. I, I, like you know, I uh, Ryland, Ryland played great. Jeremiah said uh, played great. Um, but you know, I, you can't play defense at bowling, right? And you're playing in in Saint Albert. You know, you 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 go to Bonny Dune and you shoot average three hundred for the day. Somebody might compete with you, but you know, um, going to Saint Albert or a place like that that doesn't have the same scoring as Bonnie Dune shooting 1800 it's gonna be really tough to beat him even if we were playing you know the open qualifying he shoot he averages 300 for the day he's winning right as mm-hmm. adults so there's no defense they the other two played great uh great great on Josh it was phenomenal watching
3: yeah good for and, him yeah. And obviously, Michaela, she had like a 300 point lead going into the last game. So she <laughs> she was in good hands. And then um, I had to look at the other ones, to be honest with you. I know our, our bantam, uh, sorry, our junior girl, Peyton Tilden, made it. Um, and then I, I can't tell you the rest, to be honest with you. Do, do
0: you do. know if there's a, a link that they, people could go to if they want to look it up?
3: See? If for, for you should go on maybe Bowl Alberta's website on the under results. If not, okay. it's under Facebook under Bonnie Doon, Saint Albert, and, and Sher Park. Um, and then we're talking about the pro league. Pro league, I think ran really well. Um, we almost had to give out our first warning to Bobby Kike because he knocked the camera over. But
1: I tuned in just in time to watch a topple. I was like, "Ooh, that's not good." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, Did it just hit the um, in the wrong way or what? It, it was on a ladder. It was a ladder. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, the uh, requirement to have to get it so high it messes with things, man. Yeah. In the nope, pitch, straight sure. on and super high. Like, oh, boy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a great playing. So, obviously, the the first two matches for every team is completed. Um, obviously, people can check out on our YouTube page the Pro League videos to get the updated standings or just go to 5pinuniverse.com pro team league and you can see where the standings are on there as well yeah.
2: Bombers, Bombers play this weekend, super excited although I can't find yeah. my shirt so I don't know what I'm going to do, I'm going to order a new one <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> but you know it's, it's almost make or break for you guys eh? Yeah. I just realized
2: obviously, obviously tonight as I come in to the podcast <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh shit, there's my shirt, awesome <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't have to panic, panic order a new one <laughs> uh, yeah we do we, it is make or break it is uh, it's a yeah. big weekend for the bombers so we'll uh, we'll have to pull out a couple of wins or else the season's over for us you know we'll stick yeah, to and- commentating
0: well it, it's only after after this weekend you're only halfway through your season so it's right. not necessarily make or break you only got to be in the top half of your division so yeah it's not over till literally the last game is thrown cool. so,
3: so yeah. do, you, do you guys do you guys have any different strategies this week coming up
2: I don't think we want to talk about that. It's probably time to get to our guests, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, so obviously you can become a patron of uh, 5 Pin Universe at patreon.com slash 5 for as little as $2 a month and help us complete these podcasts, interview these great guests and uh, continue what we've been doing. And we got some stuff in the woodwork for you all. And hopefully we can uh, bring you some good stuff uh, in the future. So, without further ado, let's bring in our special guest, Mr. Sean Smith. How's it hey going, guys. sir? It's me. Hey, guys. How are you? It's good. And- Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <Yeah>. There's <laughs> I are the the fans are already asking where you're at. Our our banter went 15 minutes instead of the regular 13 and a half. Sorry, everybody. We we don't want to ruin it for you all, but.
5: My, what, one fan? Do I have one fan, two? Maybe It was Maybe. it was one,
2: one person. <laughs> <laughs> looks like you that's got good. a nice setup down there. Uh, nice, nice prime location for your office, eh, hey, Smitty, in your house? Yeah, that's called the
5: dungeon, the basement. Yeah, no, we haven't finished the basement yet, this area over here. But, uh, you know, 20 months of working at home, it's, um, hey, usually I have the green screen or I have the, uh, you know, the backdrop of something other than this is what I... This is what hey, you are getting the real me today. Not like you never do, Which you're getting the real me today. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how has working been home at from home been for you? Uh,
5: you know, being in sales, I mean it's uh you're not in the office a whole bunch anyways, but it's it's just been a bit of a this has been a learning curve a little bit, right? I mean, just having access to certain things, files. But uh, we, we work off teams and I'm just, you know, it hasn't changed a whole bunch, to be honest with you, Dex. Like it's, okay. um, I get out quite a bit to see people. I'm not, I'm not too afraid of this, you know, this vid. So it's, uh, it is what it is, right? So.
0: Um, for people that don't know, Sean, our audience, what do you do for work?
5: Well, I'm in sales and marketing. So I've been, uh, I've been in radio uh, marketing and sales for, oh, 21 years, I guess it's been now and uh, it's, you know, with a couple of different companies, but uh Currently I'm with Stingray, Stingray Media. So I do digital and, and radio marketing sales. So yeah, it's been good. So providing solutions, all this is what I do. I provide solutions for problems that, client, that clients have uh, within their business. And it just so happens that I can use radio as a platform or digital. So when, I deal, you know, when you're dealing with digital, digital is so, so big now, right? Whether you're looking at Google, uh, Facebook, like from the social side, you know, Instagram, all that side, uh connected tv is a big one now i mean uh, you you young guys are big into the cord cutters you know you don't want to pay for cable anymore so yeah. you uh, you stream off the internet i know you do carry so uh <laughs> that's a big one um but yeah i know it's it's been it's been a lot of fun i wouldn't i wouldn't do this i wouldn't continue to do it if i haven't enjoyed it so it's been it's been good
2: Awesome. Now, yeah. I know you uh, you definitely wanted to get into our banter conversation about the soccer game this year. Itching, probably, to talk about <laughs> the amazing Canadian soccer and how tough these players are out there. Okay. Yeah, give give you us know, your hot take. <laughs> you know, uh, hey, I think it's great for Canada. I mean,
5: its I, I personally haven't been, I don't follow soccer that much, but I mean, as a fan of sport, uh, it was pretty cool, and a fan of Canadian sport more so. I mean, it was pretty cool to watch them. These I watched both the games, believe it or not. I don't think I've I don't think I've watched a soccer game in my life, and up until these last two games, in in its entirety. And my nephew, uh, he plays. He plays U. Uh, what would he be? U13 or something like that. He just he was just up here on the weekend playing in this Cordoba Cup or whatever, and they won. Cal- it, so. Caledonia Cup whatever it is there you go yeah. so anyway <laughs> anyways it's pr- pretty cool to watch him they were playing a bunch of he's used he's uh he's an 07 and uh they, they were playing a bunch of 08s and so they were much bigger but i'll tell you from a skill level they were crazy good these, these young guys these little guys but they play all year round whether they play futsal they play futsal a lot too right and he's been in the alberta winter games and like i'm he's in t- he's very good like you know with weber's boy like he uh He's quite the soccer player too. So um, and my my nephew is just unreal. So yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, so the whole soccer thing. Well, like I said, diving one one is the prerequisite, I think, for to play any soccer. So I mean, the women the women seem to stay on their feet better than the, the men for some reason. I don't know, but holy crap. I, I laugh because you always have that video or you have that you guys post that odd time where Weber's stuck on the lines or whatever, fouled and he got that thing on the on the you know, the outline, the chalk line of the body. Or if it's Gino or whatever, Gino, yeah. Out. I'm like, yeah. it's like seriously, there's snipers in the crowd shooting these soccer players because they are going down. Like I don't, I'm the goaltender, like, like what's that all about? I mean, yeah, he, was, he dove on the ground
2: after every single time he touched the ball. He was yeah. lying on the ground. Yeah,
5: and yeah. I just don't understand the extended time thing. Like, I guess it's run time, and then they figure out injury time afterwards. So really. It's like when does the game really end? Whenever the ref feels like it. But uh, I think the ref was the star of the show last night. It was pretty fun.
1: You know, the, yeah. the ref, the ref actually did a pretty good job. And like, you know, there was, the, well, I don't know, I, when the the Canada goalie goes into the net and picks up that ball and just hangs on to it to try to kill time <laughs> to kill time, yeah. And then and then the ref, the, I mean, the the Mexicans had a, a, a good reason to be mad, and like. And at least that ref got in his face. <laughs> like, like, straight up in like, his face. Legit like, in his face. He'd even yeah. did it a
2: couple times. Like, he would come yeah. right up to the player. and look, whoa, yeah. Like, whoa, buddy. Yeah. But one at, one at of some the point, it
1: seemed warranted.
5: One of the things that impressed me the most was, um, I'd like to see what Alfonso Davies runs 100 in. that really guy excellent. is ridiculous. Like, he just, either those guys are slow or he's just really fast because wow I was just like that
2: was <laughs> maybe impressive maybe a new event in the Olympics needs to be running for the length of a field but <laughs> dribbling a ball yeah Right, he, and you got to work your way through cones, just like a hurdles. You know, there's a 110 meter hurdles, so there's now 110 yard dribbling the ball through cones. We want to hmm. keep. We want to keep viewership, Daryl. We don't want to <laughs> lose viewership. <laughs> the <laughs> soccer,
0: the largest fan base in the world, would be all over it, though. So I, I don't think it's a loss. D- <laughs> don't, um,
3: don't don't they have those kind of things though, Daryl? At dog shows?
2: <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> it's actually
0: fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Alfonso Alfonso Davies didn't seem to run out of energy though. He was still sprinting before they pulled him out in the last five minutes or whatever the the situation was. But he was still charging guys down. It was
2: crazy.
1: Yeah, uh, just just why, to stay warm. Why do, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. why do they start doing like like football does? They start playing prevent defense. Like everyone's just crowding the net, and not like. Obviously, yeah. what you guys have done for the entire game has worked for you. Why are you doing this? It, it drove me nuts. It's lockdown time. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, it wasn't. Wait. It wasn't. Yeah, it was I know. Not I know. It gets them.
2: scary for sure. It's panic time.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: That's yeah. yeah, crazy. It, it was. It was a blast to watch. Uh, yeah, like I said, cool. I, only, I only caught the last twenty-five minutes, so I didn't get the long, boring early start. But uh, the last
2: twenty-five were solid. It was fun to watch. Anyway, I'm sure that all of our listeners would really like us to talk about soccer for the next hour and a half. So we're actually here to get into Sean Smith's brain, aren't we? Old boy? Here we yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's let's go back to the early days, though, buddy. Where did you fall in love with the sport of bowling, five-pin bowling, bay, uh, a oh. couple of years ago, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, geez. Um... Uh, I was
5: five years old, actually, when I started bowling. Uh, my cousins got it. We started at Toppler as a uh, bowling at Toppler free fall. Um, so that's how I got into the bowling really was through my cousins. Um, and then I just, you know, we, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, our family. So we, um, you know, it was just one of those sports where I got well, now it's a sport. But at that time, it was a game for me, right, and something to do. and. Uh, every Saturday, the YBC program and that, so it was great. I, I enjoyed playing YBC and then going upstairs to the arcade. That was my fun. I mean, the fun thing right afterwards was, and then walk walk down to my aunt and uncles and, and uh, we just kind of Sunday, Saturday afternoon cartoons and our morning, later morning cartoons and so that's how I got into it. Uh, it was through my cousins, to be honest with you, and then I just uh, um, continued it and loved it. Started to get. Um, you know, I don't know, just practiced a little bit and had fun with it. And I don't know, I I don't even know when it it all began. Like, you just started going through the whole YBC program, right? You're in the the Bantams, uh, the Peewees, the Bantams, uh, the family twosomes are some of the things I remember bowling with my my mom and dad. We always wanted to bowl with my mom because my dad was shitty. So, uh, but, uh, so we always, my mom was the bowler. And uh, so we would, we'd always want to, you know, we'd always want to win with mom. Um, but I think we, I don't know if we won with that or not, uh, but, uh, yeah, he wasn't, the, wasn't the bowler at all. And then, yeah, just kind of kept going along and then, you know, went through the whole program, uh, four steps, uh, was, was big for me. Uh, I never, I was all, you know, again, played singles all the time. It seemed like I was never, never either, either, it was really bad. So I never made a team or I was really good and I made singles. So it just was, it was the whole, whole thing. And I, I had a really hard time. I never went to nationals, though. never went to nationals once uh, in YBC. Um, always seem to, you know, just there, you know, when you're a single bowler, you just kind of a lot of pressure on you. And I had a bad attitude. And I'll, I'll be frank. I, I didn't have a, I had a bad attitude. I was mad. I used to hit things. I used to be, yeah, people didn't like me very much, uh, because maybe they still don't, but, uh, you know, back then I just, uh, yeah, I had a really bad attitude. So it was, it was tough to, it was tough. I put a lot of pressure on myself. I think that was the big thing too. So. Um, but uh, the, you know, and then from that point, I uh, just kept playing YBC and made some Pepsi team. Made my made my first Pepsi team. That was awesome. That was a lot of fun. We that was up in Leduc, We got snowed in, and we got to go to West Edmonton Mall back in the day when it was first opened. So that was fun, and uh, Pepsi's was great. And then Pepsi's when it first from-
1: opened. There was a time where West Edmonton Mall West Edmonton Mall wasn't a thing.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. It was in ninety early nineties. I don't even know. It was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. I, I remember when West Everton opened, it was huge. Was it 80 something? It was in the yeah. 80s, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have your rookie photo for you challenge. Oh, great! Oh, well, let's see it, Tim. Oh, I um, had to send it. I had to send it. I don't know how to screen share. Um, so yeah, so the, sorry, go ahead, Nur. Yeah,
2: I was just gonna say, who were some of the guys that like was there people that we would know that you would have played at Toppler? And did you do YBC the whole time at, uh, at Toppler? No, so okay, so yeah, so I was at. So
5: the funny part was, I was at Toppler, um, John Campbell uh Ian Coward um a couple of those oh no actually John Ian Ian was actually over at Chinook so what ha- what ended up happening I was at Toppler for a while and then it just you know a couple of guys started leaving Toppler and going over to Chinook Now, and I think Chinook was kind of where it was where it was at right that's where all the the good YBC bowlers were kind of out of apparently right So we ended up going over to Chinook and, uh, that's when, you know, John, you know, I don't, you've never heard of John Campbell or you've heard of Ian Coward. Um, uh, but then Melinda, right. Johnston, which is Melinda Shelton now, right. Yeah. Uh, Angie Gingera uh, Angie Gingera was an amazing bowler. Her, her, uh, brother was Randy Jinjera played for team Canada volleyball. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. He, she was a phenomenal bowler. And, and I, and I knew like Angie and Melinda always battled it out a lot too. And so that was great, kind of neat to see. Um, but, uh, and actually that's where, that's where I met, uh, Melinda's dad. Uh, Melinda's dad was kind of, uh, was kind of a coach for me, uh, which was great. He helped me out a lot. Don Marshall, I can't thank Don enough. Obviously now I can't, but, uh, he was like a dad to me when my, when my father passed away, I was 18 when, when he passed away. Um, so yeah, to, to have Don Marshall in my life was, uh, pretty amazing never 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 ever forget that right pam and jen did, were like, did, did pam and jen bowl
2: out of toppler as well they no they were out of
5: um they were out of centennial for a while centennial okay. lanes and then uh i think they wanted i think they went to clayburn um if i'm not mistaken but oh, uh, when centennial right. closed down i i this is going guys these are, this is going way back right but uh like I said, they were they were my family. They really were Pam and jen and and uh, and Don, so very, very cool. Um, and so Don was like I said Don was kind of my I would say kind of my coach too, right? so he kind of helped me out a lot. and when I made my first open team, he was there and he was a huge supporter of mine. Uh, when I first came out of YBC to make my first open team that was that was pretty cool. so. Um, um, but yeah, I know. Like again, all through the YBC years, really, and then Cokes. You know, my, so I, my last year, I think it was YBC was Cokes, right? When we did, you guys, you guys all played the Cokes. I think. Yeah. You didn't
2: play Pepsi's, You guys were too young. So, oh, I did the I did the we, Cokes. We I don't think I ever did challenge. the Pepsi's either. But I was I was similar to oh, you Smitty, I, I was, it was always. It was called Youth Youth Classic when I was in. <laughs> okay, so <you> I was always singles really and young. never made nationals either, buddy. So similar, similar <laughs> as your YBC. Right, and that's yeah, so, you just, know, I missed out on playing on teams, and I didn't think about it at the time. Would have been nice to play, but yeah, definitely the stress and uh, pressure you put on yourself to win something, and never, never, unfortunately. Yeah, for that's sure. Good. So, yeah.
5: Well, and yeah. I and I think you're right. I mean, there are lots of, you know, you know, we're we're very bowling's a pretty individual sport, right? Like, you know, especially for the you know when you're playing for the cash, right, yeah. and all that. So um but then when you start playing on the teams like that's why i love the cash tournaments with like i love the doubles i love the triples I, you know i love the four players um those were those are for me the best right I, I love that in the cash tournaments i, I really do i'm not to say i don't like the, the single stuff but it just seems like the team thing really is is big for me I, I really really enjoy that um so i think that's you know and then when you have the opportunity when you haven't played on teams for you know most of your career or bowling career. And then all of a sudden you get to play on teams. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, and you, you kind of, I don't know if you try harder, you concentrate more or you, you just don't want to let the guys down. Like it just, there's a, there's a bunch of factors that come into play
2: and you, I, and you really cherish those moments. Yeah. So let's chat a bit about your first team experience maybe was uh, Alberta winter games. You, you had you <laughs> briefly mentioned that, but you had a partner in that uh, and did quite well. Um, yeah, team experience. yeah, want to yeah. that for a bit
5: that was a cool that was really cool when we when we when we qualified you go out and you know you do the whatever qualifying whatever it was for I don't even remember how we qualified but it was a two-player it was a two-player Alberta winter games so we'd find oh great we qualified for the Alberta winter games it's me and David Weber so that's Adam's mm-hmm. older brother now David's you know Adam should tell you this too and probably rich but David was the best bowler out of the, out of the three
1: Adam openly admits that all the time yeah. says that David was hands down the best bowler out of the out of the three of them.
5: Yeah, and we used to do a thing just going back to the YBC side of things. They used to we used to do a YBC uh, every Friday night. It was a it was a qualifying. It was like a five game qualifier. Cost you like probably forty bucks or something like that to get into it. And this was out at Gibson's Lanes, and you do a five game qualifier, and then the top. You go into a top five step ladder. You qualify for a top five step ladder, and then you run the step ladder. Right. Well, David. David won a lot. David was very. It was very good. He threw a. He came from the right ditch, and threw it in that way, like a very, very upright. But uh, I, I called it a. You know, he kind of threw a little bit of a backup, but it was pretty, pretty straight, in, right in from the right ditch and. Uh, very very good bowler so he was my teammate for the alberta winter games and so we qualify for this thing and it's like okay we're in red deer it's going to be in red deer this is great okay good they're like we're going to get sprung back then you guys never i don't think you've heard of sprung you've heard of sun ice sun ice jackets sun ice winter mm, yeah, jackets okay yeah. sun ice there was sun ice and then there was sprung So Sprung and ice were the two kind of brands for winter jackets back then. And so we're like, oh, great. We're going to get, you know, nice winter jackets, you know, Sprung is awesome. So we show up to the buses, right, to get on the buses to go up to to, uh, Red Deer. And there's everybody there. There's women's, there's girls hockey, there's girls, you know, handball. There's like all this, like, like all these sports. Right. And we're like, they're like, oh, what are you guys here for? We're like, uh bowling (laughs) (laughs) you want to say you're bowling You ball guys you got squash guys like we're bowlers but anyways we uh we ended up going up to up to red deer for the for the uh the Alberta Winter Games and they're 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 handing out our gear when we're up there well these jackets they give us they're like paper thin like these are summer summer jackets and it is minus 30 and it is flipping freezing up there right like it's like oh my gosh so we're running for you have to go from the you're staying in the school you're going from the school to the bus and it's like, and all we have are these jackets. Cause we think we're getting winter jackets, right? Like, and I'm like, Holy shit. And this is cold, but uh, it was a lot of fun. And so I got to play with David Weber and we went 14 and 0 and won the gold medal. So that was, that was an unbelievable experience for us. Um, so I can't even, and we were the junior team. And then um, i trying to think uh, Mike Campbell and Russ Moore were the two that were the other, other two and i think they i think they won gold or they got silver i can't remember but uh yeah we did pretty good it was fun
2: (laughs) fun. don sims giving you a few names there rob raymond mike sally john arty oh yeah dave and you
5: yeah you know uh mike sally great player rob raymond great like these are just yeah like just awesome yeah really really cool yeah
2: you had to had to know that Simber would come in with that stat. Hey? You know like what, he's, guys? He's, he's got that. Just you. warm him
5: up. Warm him up. He's he's ready for them, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was blessed. I was I was blessed to grow up playing in Calgary in some with with a bunch of these legends, right? Like you, you know, you got the you got the Brian Rossetti's. you got the Ken Norrises, you've got the Don Sims, you, um, you know, the Rick Nosads. Like they're, I mean, I'm these guys. I, I, can get, I didn't get to play with a Stan Black and a Larry or Barry Ellert, but I got to watch them. Because I worked, I, I, my, one of my first jobs was working at Chinook actually as a pin chaser, and they would nice. pot bowl. They would pot bowl on Saturday afternoons. They, you know, they would have their, you know, have their bags and that, and they would go down there and they would, they'd pot bowl and um, hours. Like I mean, you talk about practicing. These guys practicing is practicing and pot bowling. and it was crazy it was crazy how much they would play (laughs) and how serious they were. (laughs) Like it was, it was awesome. It was really cool to, to watch, but yeah, Simmer, I mean, they all, yeah, it was pretty a lot, of fun, but anyways, blessed to bowl with a lot of these guys and they bowled on in our, one of our, one of the leagues we had was the masters league. And I think, you know, I think Carrie, you and I have talked about it a little bit. You guys actually talk about stats and stuff like that. Well, they, we had handwritten stats after every game, you know, attempts attempts at the middle, like in your ten, 10 frames, attempts in the middle, the hits, you know, corner pin left, corner pin right, you know, how many your spares, your percentages. I think Simmer for the for a year, get get this for a year. I think he old the record. Don will be able to tell you probably, but uh he <laughs> holds the record. I think ninety eight percent was his something like that. Ninety eight percent picking corners for the year. Oh, Jeez. Wow. Like it's <clears> throat> like throat> this is the cool. That, like,
4: <laughs> <Jim>
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. Uh, just,
1: I, could, I might be I might be
5: wrong, guys, back. on that, but uh, it was pretty cool to watch. Like, and then you know, the, every at the end of the year, uh, Rick would give us a booklet summarizing the whole year,
2: like the records and, and just it was just it
5: was great. Uh, it was a great tool to watch and look at. And,
2: and, and of course, that all would have been handwritten score sheets at the time. So somebody me. would have had to take it home and start compiling all that stats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the old school way for sure, right? Mm -hmm. Can you guys, Tim or Dex, can you dive into the computer (laughs) system and go back into like all the games that you've played on a Sunday match or a a league night and look at them?
1: Up to three months.
2: So every 90 days you need to do a printout or you need to download it all?
0: Just you wait. WCBT is going to have stats from the Autumn Open and the TPC here shortly. You'll be able to see all the good player stats and That's and bad the bad player it. stats. Well, it's <laughs>
5: kind of neat, right? It's kind of neat just to kind of compare your year after year or how you're doing. It gives you something to shoot for. Like I remember, you know Holdsworth, uh, you know Kev and I, and uh, we were in the league too. And Kev was very, you know, very competitive, as you know. Kev, nothing's changed. I mean, Jesus, I saw him at TPC. I mean, again, I haven't seen him for a while, but you know. Nothing. his intensity has never changed. And I still say that if there's a guy that could pick to throw, if I could, if I couldn't throw it myself and I could pick one guy to throw one ball race strike, you know, for a million dollars, he would be, he still would be that guy for me because he's just, Kevin is, yeah, he's, he's that good. Right. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so these, you know, the stats and that are pretty, pretty awesome to, to kind of go back and see. And just, you know, that's what, you know, we compare errors and stuff and bowlers. And I I was, like I said, I was blessed to play with a lot of these guys like, like Don and, and that. I mean, uh, Ron Moore, you know, he was another one. Like it just, Colin cure now there, you know, there's a guy, like again, another mentor, right? Like he, did you ever get to play with Colin? Or did you ever see him play? Mm-hmm. I, I watched no, I did. My, of some of
2: my early, early, early years. I think yeah. he's probably on a couple of open teams, but near his end. But I remember watching and yeah. him him playing, and he yeah. he could shoot right, stand Amazing. up shot, still too big star line. I can picture, yeah. you know. Well, he broke it, so. his
5: wrist, right? Did he ever tell you that? he, he broke his oh, wrist? Yeah, I'm not sure wrist yet. is set a certain way, so he that's his. It's the same release almost yeah. every time with him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then Harvey, right? Another guy, like everybody knows Harvey and how great mm-hmm. a player Harvey is. So, and then also look at Sanderson, Dave Sanderson. Did, I mean, you guys ever, never saw Dave yeah. Sanderson, I did, like, Dave, yeah. right? Roy Cunningham, like these are guys, like amazing guys, right? Like just so cool to to play with those guys. And that's how I, I grew up watching those guys, right? And I'm pretty sure you're going to have a bunch of the younger Generation growing up and watching everybody else like you guys got the you guys grew up watching the Bruces and the Lynns and the yep. and the Brian Good hopes of the world right
2: so yeah. so Sean we we had talked about this just uh, the other day about bowling we've we said bowling is in its best form it is right now it's never been better the bowlers are as good as they ever been um, you know counter argue that as in you just said there's all these legends played at these times there are these big scores. Um, you know, t- all relative into the times that you're living in, there's the best players playing at that time, and you think it's the best, but maybe it was the best you know, in the 80s, or in the 90s, or in the 70s, right? There's always been a generation for, for better argument. Mm.
5: Yeah, it's really hard
2: to it's really hard to say that it's the best it's ever
5: been. It, it might be, like, right now, right, today, but, I mean, back in the, you know, when you had the Western Canadians, and you had the Carling O'Keefe's, and I mean, that bowling was big, you guys, like, it was, it was huge, and we... You know, again, I mentioned those, all those guys, um, you know, and um, man, like it's bowling, bowling was strong back then, bowling strong. Now there was a, there is a bit of a lull, you know, of course you can see there's a bit of a yeah. lull, why that happened. I, I don't exactly mm-hmm. know why that's happening. Right. But, but really um, now it's coming back and I, and I commend all you guys now uh, for, for putting the efforts in. And, and if, if you're bringing one or two people out to a tournament, right? Or coming out to a league or whatever it is just to join. Like that's, that's how you keep it going. And then you hope the next guys keep doing the same. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. you know, like I, I could ask everyone, how did you get into bowling these tournaments? Right. Who, who did you, who took you under your wing to, to bring you to a tournament? Right. Mm-hmm. I, I traveled, I was lucky enough to travel with, uh, with Kevin a lot Holdsworth. I mean, we used to go to tournaments and, and at I mean gosh, I had no money, right? I mean I've written checks that were don't tell anybody oh I'm sure now we are, but I'm writing checks that I got no money in the bank account for, right? And I'm bowling and I'm qualifying and I'm going and buying my check back. Like that's how that's how strapped you were when you go to these bowling terms and you're bowling under that kind of pressure. It's it's kinda you know, I don't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't accept checks
3: anymore either. Exactly. Yeah. So Sean, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do have a question. We're talking about generations, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I do want to say first of all that I think scoring is a lot better than it was back then. I think technology is a lot better. I, I kind of you're a golfer. I think today's scoring obviously is no different than the drivers you used to have, right? You have better drivers than you had when Jack Nicklaus was there using the wood driver, right? I really think technology is a lot different with the the black bases and and a little bit. The, the bands are better, and all this other stuff. But, but, but anyway, but, 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 oh, let, me, let me finish my point <laughs> here. Uh, You, you yeah. can talk later. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to say, so if, if you're talking about Generation, what matchup would you like to see uh, a mono-a-mono a mono between bowlers from Generation? So for like an Adam Weber versus, you know, maybe a Stan Black. Or is what, what matches would you guys like to see in the past in their primes?
2: I like I see a big, huge bracket system being built here, Tim. Like, there's yeah. going to be a, a, a yeah. today's generation, a 80s, 90s, 2000s. Like, there's going to be a massive bracket yeah. going on here. Gosh, Sean, yeah, I'm just giving you some time to think about that answer. Yeah, that's that's a lot. A, that's,
5: a lot. that's a big one. That's a big ask there, <laughs> because man, there's some there's some players like, you know, I mean, you'll you'll you know, Tom Stevenson will tell you the story about him and Stan Black in a match. You know, he had Bonnie Dune playing at the Rose Bowl and how that went and uh <laughs> but uh you know like it, that's a tough one that's a real tough one because you're bringing in now you're bringing in guys like norm Shannis into the picture right frank levine mm-hmm. right these are you know to see what they would have been when like right like in, right? in, like in the prime yeah in the prime exactly in their prime Don sim right like these are the, You know, amazing, right? Just to watch some of these guys. But uh, yeah, I'd have to think about that, Tim. That's a that's a tough one, right? That's a tough one. But to go back to your analogy about drivers and and golf and and technology, yes, technology's, yeah, absolutely. It's it's improved a lot of things. But you remember something, Jack Nicholson? Jack Jack Nicholas averaged two hundred and eighty yards off the tee with a persimmon wood, Mm
4: -hmm.
5: okay, and a and a and a Bolada golf ball, okay, like. You're, you're bringing in now you're bringing in titanium woods golf balls to go farther right i mean yeah if you compare jack nicholas and he got to use all the in his prime with his equipment um he'd be he'd be like a bryson dechambeau almost right, right? no not yeah. that not so, like that. but so i mean he'd be long right
3: that's exactly what i was trying to say because if you think about it now like the scores are higher than they've been yeah. in the past yeah. right and i think that's a huge bit of the factor if you guys have if you look at the scores in the past you know a 250 at 245 i know this is really bugging dexter um <laughs> but what, what would make an open team right but now it's 260 yeah and i think it's i think this i think the players are comparable it's just the technology is a lot different and i would you
5: agree you that. can thank don sim too a lot too right because he's the one that brought in the bowling ball the personalized bowling ball i mean that's yeah. uh, changed the game strings Strings from to free fall, free fall to strings, I should say to yeah. straight, change the bases. You know, there's so, so many different factors. Your own personal bowling shoes.
1: Yeah, for right. sure. I think bowling shoes are a big thing. And, and but I, I'm not I'm not going to disagree with you completely, Tim. But <laughs> I, I, it it is like there is a difference, and like the pinfall has definitely gotten better in the last couple of years. But it it's it is better, but it's also just different you know you talk you, you you make your analogy about golf and like the the equipment that they had back then sure the equipment has gotten like way you know way better now they hit the ball way further but they've also adjusted all the courses you know they start making the courses longer they start putting in dog legs they start they start making it tougher so yeah okay so maybe the equipment is better but they just change the game a little bit and they adjust it so that it is it's different i don't i don't think it, the it's analogy, called
0: it's called tiger proofing yeah, was, so yeah, it so
1: out. it is different, and like yes, okay. So the black bases came in, and the black bases have made a big difference. They have, but there was a big difference. There was a big drop off when you went from free fall to a string, you know. So uh, I, I, it'd be interesting to see what that difference is between free fall and black bases as opposed to you know. I think
0: it's just consistency, right? Like you look at it now, the centers are all synthetic or a lot of them are synthetic. There's there's a maintenance schedule, there's oiling machines, there's a lot more consistency so a player knows what they're stepping into. And I think the same thing goes for the golf courses now, right? There's, there's a standard, there's machines they use to make everything a consistent level. When you have consistency and you know what you're walking into, you're probably gonna perform better, right? There's just the comfortability with it. Where when Jack Nicklaus was playing back, who knows what fairway he was hitting into and if the rough was going to be cut or the fairway was going to be cut differently. Right. There's, there's a lot more to it now for consistency levels. I don't know if the scoring technically is better. It's just more consistent.
5: Yeah. And then you gotta, so, you know, here, here's the thing, like in golf guys, it's not about hit hitting a perfect shot. It's about managing your misses. Yeah. That's, that's golf, right? Cause you, you don't hit a perfect, like very few people hit a perfect shot. Right. I mean, there's, you just—it's all about okay. Where do I want to miss this, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. in bowling, right? In bowling, you know, yeah, it's great to get on a run for strikes. Don't get—you know—that's what we all thrive to do. I mean, that's we want to get that. But it's also about your spares. I mean, you gotta—you gotta be able to have spares, right? I mean, you know, and yeah, you—the problem with bowling, I've always said, five-pin bowling, especially, is we get punished a lot of times for doing what we're supposed to do, and that's hit the head pin right? Once you hit mm-hmm. the head pin on the beak, you know, it's, you know, you're, we're talking millimeters and centimeters of, of, of the, difference between a head pin and, and a strike or a head pin and a corner pin or whatever. Right. So, you know, that's, that's the thing about bowling. So that's why bowling five pin bowlers, I mean, to be that accurate, uh, is pretty impressive, you know, and, and, the, you know, nowadays, um, you know, the kids, the younger guys, I mean, they're just, there's conf- there's a lot of confidence and they throw the ball really well. And, what i noticed mostly uh with bowlers is they're they're pretty much up the gut right mm-hmm. so uh yeah stevie there you go uh you know like straight up the gut and uh you know it's it's all about you know do they do they know what to do when they start getting into situations when you're 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 popping right like all of a sudden you're all over the head pin right i mean you know Carrie, you just throw it harder you know i, I look at adam weber for example adam You know, he gets, you know, he's, he's throwing a lot slower, by the way. And I don't know if you guys saw that in that perfect game, obviously he just threw I mean, it didn't seem like he's throwing the ball as hard anymore. It's a little slower now, which is great. I don't know how hard Derek Holmes still throwing it, but when they get into trouble up the middle, right. Can you guys adjust and come down the sides to create angles and that are you chopping more because of your speed? Like, you know, what happens in those cases? Right. Mm -hmm. So the good bowlers adjust. Like you talk about a story with, you know, I think it was Don Sim told me the story. Somebody told it. Um, Norm Shannis, when he won the Western Canadians, he went from throwing a, I it was Robert. Maybe Robert told me this, but he went from throwing a, I think he went from throwing a hook from the left side and he wasn't doing very good to he finished. He ended up uh, going to the right side and throwing a backup. So, and, and going off to, on to win. Right. So it's, you know, the, the caliber of bowlers, you know, do they have those shots, right? Like, can they can they make adjustments like that and still be good at it, right? is pretty neat. So, yeah. yeah. The, so so that's what I mean, to compare the eras. And the, and the, I don't know if that, in this day and age, guys do that or, you know, back with, Some, you know. It would be super yeah.
2: fun to make that big bracket or try to, you know, how do you <laughs> put a committee together? Let's place Frank Levine versus, you know, Mitch Davies, who would win. Let's place you know, uh, another, another couple of guys, you know, against, yeah. against guys. Don't forget the ladies, though. Don't forget the ladies. Together. you it got Sandy, Sandy
5: Horton, like Sandy, yeah. right? Sandy Horton, you've got, uh, you know, you got uh, Karen, right? Winnipeg, Monchuk, right? Like, you got some unbelievable players, right? Don't forget. Yeah. The ladies yeah. are uh, unreal, right? So back we back could back.
2: do another one for ladies or yeah. add the ladies into the mix. Like, it could just... Cool.
5: Yeah. Um, left, so, yeah. Yeah,
0: to go with uh, Steve Greenside's comment, I think that is the the sheer deciding. Like um, the top players are the top players. I don't think if you go era to era, they're probably all fairly comparable. Just due to the sheer amount of um, attendance, the amount of players playing, there was just more players that were at that level. Right now, even though we're getting large amount of influx of players playing these cash events, there was probably like we're getting a hundred and fifty odd players playing these WCBT events. Probably back then there was probably six or seven hundred players that could play them. But who who knows, right? Travel was a lot tougher back then. Um, it was okay. expensive to fly, right? Like it, it's it's tough to even say. But I, I think your top player is your top player. I don't really think you. Obviously, there's the standouts like the the Frank Levines, the Fraser Hamleys. Um, and like, now you would have the Mitch Davies, the Dexters, the Webers. Like you have the comparabilities. I just don't under, don't think there's a way to really say who is better. No. I, no, all I you can do is that. go buy cha- championships or titles, right? That would be your deciding, but there was probably more titles to be won back then. Maybe there was more cash events to be played. Like, well, there's also guys you gotta remember too. There were
5: some people that played it, you know, were money players, right? There yeah. were some that, that thrived in playing for cash. And there was others that thrived in playing in different, like a, like a, you know, a national championship of some sort, right? Whether it's a master's or whatever. So, you know, everybody, everybody has a different drive. You know, one of the best money bowlers that we all know is is Brian Goodhope, right? That guy is unbelievable, right? So, um, you know, you just, you just. You know, you talk Invitational, Saskatoon Invitational. I'm not sure how many times Brian had won it. Uh, you know, Mark Jackson. Like you guys, you know, you didn't get, you know, to play with Mark. I mean, oh my God! Like that, you know, people. You talk about, and again, the eastern side of the of the pro, of the country and the western side. You know, there's a ton of the eastern guys like that. I didn't get to play with, but I've heard of, and I mean, they're again, like to your point, Gary, um the top players are the top players. That's why I've never enjoyed the fact that we say who are the best hundred players, right? That's not really, I don't like that at all because it's all personal opinions and that too. Right. And I, I just feel like you're right. The top players are the top players. Every era, every, every decade had some great players in them that we've, some that maybe didn't even play some of these tournaments, but are phenomenal bowlers, right? Like, so the top players are the top players. You're
0: absolutely yeah. right. So the, the prime example that we always kind of talk about is like the Brad Mullins, right? We we everybody knows he's great. He just doesn't play. Yeah. So how can you how could you even make a comparability across the eras when you don't know who played the events and who only played like the Canadian Open or yeah. only played Masters, right? It, it it's so tough. All you can do is go by what you see in the stats, what championships they've had, and stuff like that, right?
5: There's also yeah. the likability factor. I hate to say that, but a lot of people
2: go <laughs> you know, down that road. road. Seriously, I'm like, right? avoiding that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, um, exactly. Let's, uh, let's go to Open's um, sort of segment for you, Sean, because part of your opening bio was 2003 Open men's team gold medal. Um, but talk about your first Open... Uh, experience well there's the there's the carry was queued up ready to go Wow, uh, solo pitcher there but when was your first open rookie experience probably out of calgary like you said
5: yeah it was calgary yeah uh, i'm
2: trying to remember the who i played with that year
5: um i think that was uh, i'm trying to remember if it was rook my rookie one was in lloyd might have been lloyd and you know we we had a good team i mean you know, I think I, I think I had Ken Norris on there and Brian Rossetti and I had holdsey um uh jeez you know I, I, I that's a that's a while back guys and I'm, I'm trying to remember but it was it was a lot of and nervous holy cow you know here I am like I make my open, my first time. was actually my first time making the open I was singles too I was in, I finished third I think it was second or third anyway it didn't matter but you know then I had to play the step line, you know play the the 10 game qualifying or the 20, whatever that is, the 10 games, I think it was five and five. I don't remember. Anyway, it was, uh, it was, it was a nerve wracking experience. I mean, you're just, you know, you're just hanging on, you're trying to, you're trying to play well, you're playing with all these guys that are, you've looked up to all your, you know, at the beginning of your career. And, um, it was a lot of fun, but, um, I didn't, I didn't have the best experience and we didn't, I don't think we did that well either. So, um, it's, it, it's uh, it's a lot more fun when you're you're feeling like you're involved and part of the team and the rah rah and all that and you know I think some of the some of the challenges Calgary always had was that they weren't they weren't the rah rah they're more individuals than they were team um, and that's people will tell you that too I mean I, I know that uh, so that was like that for the ladies for a little while and uh, you know but since then they've kind of you know they've they've evolved everything's evolved which is great. Um, i mean shoot i mean edmonton edmonton was the zone where you yeah it was kind of like okay who are these players you know as you got your Bruces, you got your lens you got your brian you got you know you got all these guys and then you always get a you always get a wild card in there right you get some like who's that bob bruno who's he right who's uh who's remo Nestor, right like who's uh uh rick salazan like who are these guys like you're like, who are these guys? But then you play them, and they absolutely crush you. Like, they yeah. come out, and they're just, like, throwing bombs, and you're like, what? Where did these guys come from, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, like, it's it's just, you know, I've been on the receiving end, but I've also been on the end where we got to crush people with with guys that they've never heard of, right? Like, when yeah. we got, you know, Tim, Dex, you guys mm-hmm. all know, when we, when we had Remo. So cool, right? So so fun to have Remo on that team, and he was so, you, you talk about a guy nervous, but yeah. we made sure that he was not going to be nervous, he was going to come out and have a good time, so, but to go back, yeah, it's my first team, it was back in Calgary, Then,
2: uh, I mean, I think I need a couple other ones. And then when did you move up to Edmonton, and there, in between, obviously there, we'll, we'll, need... we'll work our way to 03, because I know yeah. Scott wants to hear the story about 03, so. So, yeah, it was... 20 so let's see
5: i would have been up here uh, let's see i'm 40
2: 49 I'm, so that would have been 20 21
5: right so yeah that was 29 years ago i came up to came up to edmonton and i mean that to me guys i gotta tell you i, I i've never i've never tried so hard to make an open team than when i first came to edmonton because it, it was just like and it took me a long time to make it it took me a long time to make it and i think once, you know, once I made it, it was, it was fantastic. And and so, yeah, a bunch of years of heartache and not making it and frustrations and anger and (laughs) stuff that goes along with it. I, I, I had a hard time qualifying. I'm not a very good, you know, 20 game guy. Like I'm, I'm just not, I, I'm, I'm more consistent than I am, you know, throwing the big scores. Right. So I don't, I don't, I'm not, I've never been that way. And sometimes you get lucky and, you throw some big ones and it keeps you going and you, you need to have that in a in a ten game, twenty game qualifying. You gotta have some you gotta have some big scores in there and not any stinkers, right? So yeah. yeah. So yeah, and then O three, Daryl. Yeah. O three was a that was a that was a Who who was
2: yeah. on the team? Let's those players off there, buddy.
5: Well, there's me and then Jimmy Norcus, holy cow,
2: Jimmy. Jimmy <laughs> was huge that weekend, too. He 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 awesome. Talk about a guy that was a bit unknown, too, right? Norcus. Yeah, yeah. Um, simple, very simple. Yeah. Delivery, everything, right? Loved
5: it. Loved it. Right up the gut. Johnny, right? Yeah. And Mark
2: Johnstone. Look at that dude. <laughs> yeah. holy cow. You guys.
3: He couldn't have his tie uh-huh. straight. But
2: yeah.
5: That's all right. Looking then, good.
3: And Casey Campbell. Mark oh, yeah. Jackson. So Jackson, Casey Look, I mean.
5: Jackson, Casey, Daryl, and then obviously McIver, our, our coach. And I think that year was, that was a great year because, you know, it's it's always bring fun back, to go I in want and, to bring back that hairstyle. Hey, come on. You <laughs> just had it last, a couple weeks ago before you cut That's it. That's long gone, bud. Long gone <laughs> underneath there. <laughs> but that was a fun year because that was, was in Red Deer, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, Provincials were in Red Deer.
5: And we, and our, what was our song? Oh, Eddie
2: Rabbit. Every morning- Yeah, the Eddie Jack Rabbit. And, yeah, Eddie I should Rabbit, have looked Jack it up. Rabbit. Eddie Rabbit um, driving our life away. Yeah, on the way to, to the bowling alley every morning, you would jump yeah. in with me and Johnny. We'd go to the lanes. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah Eddie Rabbit driving our life away. And then I think you know those are fun because when you when you, it's good for us, not fun for everybody else. But when you pretty much have it locked up and you only have to bowl one game and win, have one win the next morning on this or sorry the last day to to lock it up one more yeah. win and then and it's kind of nice, right? So Daryl played amazing that that weekend. I think you're an all-star too, Daryl. Yeah,
2: sure. I played in a two-hole that weekend. I think I was eighteen and one and I didn't play my last game. But uh, it was a, it was an unreal weekend and just the four yeah. or five of us as a team or six of us obviously just absolutely gelled. Everybody had their spots. Yeah. And we, you know, look back on the stats, absolutely smashed it. And Sean, you were a huge part of that team too. Right? Just we- keeping the mojo, keeping it light, <laughs> being the mix between veteran and you know, between his young guys who were still look partying quite a bit in, in those days. I mean, we were we were late nights those nights too at the open probably four or five six in the morning and then waking up at eight and playing, but you were a good uh, good mix of that uh, that team yeah. right.
5: Yeah, it was a lot of fun and like I say, Jack I think Jackson moved up to be leadoff for us for the for the, for
2: a, pretty much from third or fourth game third, right for, to... for nationals I think he did. Oh okay. Or no, no he I, didn't. Thought... No, I Provin- think he was. was he leadoff too? Yeah, I think he I, I was. was. I think he was I right
5: there. Yeah. yeah. So it was just all anyways. It just everything clicked, right? It just seemed yeah. like we all we all gelled, and uh, we went to nationals, which was in Surrey, mm-hmm. I think that year, right? And uh, ended up ended up uh, qualifying uh, as the number one seed, so we had to get. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty drunk that that night that was a lot of celebrations going on there that was fun Well you go up with Quebec I mean they got Quebec's got that drinking song going and you're just like Oh, oh yeah, God. I got pants <laughs> <laughs> So yeah that was a lot but uh, yeah we, we ended up uh, number one seed and then we had to play we had to play uh, Ontario yeah if I'm not mistaken Steve Barker uh, yeah. yes that's right and we played Ontario we got we got they threw 15 and a half at us the first game. Yeah. And I mean, we, we still threw about 13 and a half, almost 1400, but they threw 15 and a half and just thumped us. And then we came out the second game and uh, yeah, we beat them. So it was kind of, was, that was a great,
2: another game. I, I, I got got, a I got pulled in that first game and punched my hat, punched uh, the wall member. That's when my knuckle was the first time that I blew it up like four inches and then didn't play the final of the last game. And you guys just smashed him. It was awesome.
5: See, that's the thing. Eh? Like, you don't see that anymore. I, don't, I haven't seen too many people punch stuff anymore. It's kinda of nice. You guys must like that. Hey, Dexter, Tim?
3: Oh, you know <laughs> Honestly well, yeah. af- after after the bathroom situation is sure a bull. I mean we, we, we learned pretty hard about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad it's kinda of gone wayside. I mean I don't I don't mind I don't mind people doing like damage to themselves, just don't damage bowling alleys. The ba- ba- you know the,
3: the band aid you know, thing to, I think really opened up people's eyes.
1: That was that was fun that year. That
3: was yeah. <laughs> when we started putting band-aids on TPC, just uh, and I everybody, found bandages like for idiot.
1: like six months after that. <laughs> they were everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh
5: man. But you're right,
2: Sean. That night, that uh, that champions room was was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah we had a lot of it, fun, And so, experience. And yes, he almost fell team. off the balcony. But the following year, uh, four out of the six of us won provincials again, and uh, went to nationals in Quebec again for the open. And you, uh, sorry, back up though. At, at 03 at Nationals, you had an outstanding uh, Nationals, and we're an All Star at Nationals. I, th- I remember you being the driving force of our team for sure there at uh, at Surrey. It was it was an unreal performance, and I think you let yourself go a little bit at the at the banquet after, which is <laughs> we'll get into. But the yeah, next year, it's, it's yeah, you great. were awesome <laughs> that year. But then the next year, back to back to back, uh, pretty cool experience too to go to Nationals back to back, and then obviously didn't uh, didn't
5: have the Good final success time. we wanted, but yeah it's um it's just you know what guys like you know you, you get to be part of a team and you i think it's when you haven't been part of a team you know pretty much in your in your career and and you know i think i've really i really thrive like what like i said going back to playing the doubles with with steve cummings and you know the triples with Shanice and holdsworth like we've had a lot of success playing those doubles and triples um so you kind of get that you feed off each other the energy and then the fact that when you start playing an open team or a master's team and it's just um it's a lot of it's just it's just great to have that energy and and do your best to be part of it whether you're playing good or bad i mean you got to be positive either way right i mean it's not fun to be on the bad side of it we all we've all been there i mean i've my first masters i think i ripped i don't know how many deuces i ripped out i might have uh-huh. set a record I might have set a record for, for deuces on the first ball in uh, – and that was in, I think that was in Quebec somewhere too. So uh, Hamilton maybe. I don't know. But it, it, uh, it was ridiculous ripping out deuces. Funny story about deuces, actually. One of my first masters was in Newfoundland. Actually, my first masters was in Newfoundland. I was with Greg Gigliak and uh, on the team with Greg. And, and uh, we went we went to Newfoundland and um, <laughs> we are bowling beside Winnipeg. Uh, Manitoba, and uh, Robert was on. I think he was on nine in a row going into ten. Yeah, he was on nine in a row going into ten. He gets up there, and everyone's all you know, everyone's all watching and the clap. And he gets up there, and he let you know Robert. I mean, it doesn't matter what Robert does; his, his style is just impeccable, and you know the pace is impeccable. So he gets up there, and he gets up to the line, lets it go, and all we hear is oh, He rips out. He rips out a deuce, a left deuce. <laughs> And his, the whole team, the whole team left the pit. The whole team mm-hmm. left the pit. And he's <laughs> up there standing there. And, I, and I'm standing up there. And I'm like, hey, Robert. He's like, man, he says, I let that thing go. I could have sworn it was going to be left pocket. Like, he, he's just, <laughs> 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 yeah, he just, he just shook his head. What do you do, right? I mean, you talk about a great player. I mean, he's just amazing. So, uh, but yeah. So then, yeah, that was a, that was a great, uh, great little, great
2: little trip there to Newfoundland. But uh, love it a lot so so on that note you talked a little bit about some of the teammates and some of those players that you played with um you know what are some of the qualities that make a great teammate uh you know you've obviously possessed some of those yourself and have been uh, been there for teams along the way but you know talk to us more about good teammates. yeah like
5: I still say that you don't have to have the best players to make up the best team and that's what uh, it's been proven day in and day. you know you can have good players it's just it's how everybody how everybody perceives themselves how everybody gels right like you you know i i think that uh again going back to some of the teams that edmonton's produced some of the teams that i've been on um i've been on with some amazing bowlers like playing some like you're looking on on a score sheet you're looking holy cow like on paper these guys should walk away with us from the talent i mean look at look at central zone right like, like look at those teams from the central zone gary i mean some of those teams are just like you're like wow like the talent that is there they should they should be blowing people away and it seems like central comes out and lays an egg the first day and then they decide to bowl the second and third day it's crazy right but we, we pulled it off once That's yeah you know, you're absolutely <laughs> right i mean i'm not saying they do it all the time gary but i'm just you know it's 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 you always got we always say you got to watch out for central on the second day because that seems to be where they where they shine but um you know it, it's all about it really does you know the, the teammates it's all about how you get along it's all about confidence it's all about building confidence it's all about like tim i don't know how many times you cherryed a three pin but it just became comical when we played that year <laughs> in, in medicine hat i mean we just we, but you got to the point where it was we made you feel like you know you, you weren't stressed about it every time you got a chop off if you were going to spare that thing or not. We oh, just got yeah, to the yeah. point where it was like, hey, let's go, right? I mean, and he, and he did, and you got to just he, when it's it's enough. You put enough pressure on yourself to perform well for your teammates because you don't want to let them down. You know, you don't need the added pressure with somebody standing back there and you miss it miss a corner pin and they're giving you the oh my god like i can't believe you just missed that for us to lose or whatever um you have to really uh you just gotta make sure you're very encouraging positive that way right and yeah. and trying to keep it light trying to keep it light don't make it complicated focus on a couple things right as a team and i think all we did that one when we were in in uh medicine hat guys i think i think tim dex all we kept saying to ourselves was to hey, keep shooting spares guys like keep making the spares right like let's Right. We had to. I mean, you weren't throwing up. There wasn't a bunch of strikes down there. That was the greasiest I've ever seen. I've ever seen lanes. Right. I mean, that was unbelievable. But, mm. uh, you know, we just kept saying, okay, shoot your spares, shoot your spares. Right. That's what we had to do. So it's, uh, teammates are fun. Love them. Yeah, yeah. And you can't yeah, pick yeah. them all the time. You can't pick them. You can pick your team. It's a little different. You can't always pick your team. <laughs> pick your friends you can pick your team but you can't pick your friend's nose team that's way. i don't know what is i can't you pick your nose <laughs> what does that say what's it say you can, you can pick you can pick your nose you can pick your friends you can't pick your friend's nose that's what it's
3: got there. uh i yeah, know 2013 was like a unique year like i was fortunate to play with you and odessa's on our team red mapstone remo, remo and schultz schultz was on our team yeah. right and yeah, you know, not a great player. Jeez, like on, on, on on paper, like on paper, I, I don't think we were the team to beat by any means. I always thought Central and Calgary are the better team. Um, you say
0: that every year, so I don't. We don't well, believe just, you, Tim anymore.
3: But but you know what? Uh, I I think how we how you and how everybody brought Remo along was a really big thing because Remo was a wild card for us, right? We had no idea what what to expect. Yeah, um, for a lot of you guys out there, don't. Uh, don't know is that Remo was on um anxiety pills he was on a bunch of other things and we had we had to put him to bed at a certain time we had he had to have eaten by a certain time it was it was a lot to it and uh Remo really persevered from it and played very well um and we we're super happy for it but it's a matter of getting your team together and gelling right and it's not just Edmonton's There's other zones out there do the same yeah. thing with certain yeah. players right so they sure do yeah 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 with-
1: with Remo, we just—I mean—the the greatest thing is when we found out that he was like super anxious about being pulled, and then we just put him on the bench to start. And when he came off the bench, he was not anxious about it. He was—he was, was, he was lights out. Gotta
2: be one he of the was, best insane. performances ever by somebody coming off the bench. It was
1: crazy. Oh, it was like yeah. guaranteed five-bagger almost but every for time that many was, games.
2: I mean, again, one of those stats we'd love to see, right? But coming in off the bench and average off. You
1: know, but it's it crazy. It's crazy. Sean, I've got to say, like, I've I've given you a lot of credit over the years. Um, you you uh you were a fantastic teammate. You were one of the best teammates I've ever had. You were super positive. You were super supportive. You definitely did a ton of things to try to bring your team together, I- including like team belts and stuff like that, <laughs> and, and the ones that smelled like Sprite and it, and it was great. But the 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 thing. The thing that always blew my mind is we play Nationals, and Nationals you struggled. Um, you averaged two twenty four at Nationals in 2013. No, what, really? Yeah, and I had no that high? clue. That high? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea that you struggled as much as you did. Not I a did. clue. I did. I and, did. and honestly, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that <laughs> until stats afterwards. But it, that was a testament to how good of a teammate you were. That we had no idea that you were struggling that bad. Besides getting pulled all the time.
5: Yeah. Well, there you go. Right. <laughs> I mean, hey, like I say, you know, ego aside, I hey, if I'm if I'm sucking the hind one, I'll be the cheerleader on the bench. I, I I'd rather have guys. i you know how many times have we said it? I mean, yeah, you want to be part of it, but if you got a team rolling, you don't change it. You roll with what's working, right? You don't you don't make those changes. I mean, then that's where everyone's ego's got to be put aside a little bit too. You can't, you know, a win's a win. That's what yeah. it comes down to, right? Uh,
1: so. Honestly, that's my favorite part about the Open is the fact that if I am sucking, get me out of there.
4: Yeah,
5: absolutely. Some people
1: make some anxious. Like Remo and yeah. some people, it's a comfort blanket. And, and yeah. uh, it just depends on how you want to look at it.
5: Uh,
0: stick to it. Grind it out.
5: Uh, to answer Cody's, Cody put a question up there. If I ever got to play with, his, with Tony, no, I didn't. Um, I'll tell you, Tony, <laughs> you go. I go back to those days of the green and gold. when i played i played with don marshall he was my partner for the longest time right yeah and i mean we would come up we'd make it we'd make a weekend of it we would go stop at wolf creek and play golf and then we would move on and uh play the tournament and it was just great it was this nice bonding time don and i did a lot of things like that and i it was just great memories um but i just you know cocky young guy again you know attitude thought i knew everything and coming out of ybc and yeah cody cody i your dad your dad used to put me in my place a little bit here and there, so yeah. It was, <laughs> and the talk you temper. There you go. You want to temper? Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, a, I did play
2: to answer. I'll answer that for you, Cody. Yes, I did play with um, Tony, and he was that intense that he says he is. I remember playing in Airdrie at the for the Open provincials, and we had a stellar team, and we all just kept ripping corners like no tomorrow. And Tony would just get more and more fired up every time that somebody would go. Rires! He was just, oh. <laughs> he he was nonstop intensity for for three days bowling. Love it, love it. What a Intensity is yeah. good. Intensity, yeah.
5: harnessing the. It's good, you know. Intensity is good too. Like I mean, we love we love guys getting getting out there, and we love the everyone getting fired up and. You know, it's, it's, it's fun to see, it's fun to be part of too. It's just, you know, we also sometimes take it to another level, which becomes yeah. a little bit more of a detriment and distraction for other players, but yeah.
2: So, so wrapping up, a couple of key uh, memories for you, Smitty, for Open and Masters um, Nationals for your career. What would, what would be some, some key moments you remember memories? Well, I mean, obviously 03
5: was a was a huge one for me. I mean, the, you know, that one and then I, I got to say that one and then coming back. That's that's the big one 03, but then coming back for the open uh coming back after taking some years off bowling and then making the team with Tim and Dex going to Newfoundland, uh, you know, that kind of that was, you know, that was a that was a really those were good times. You know, I mean, the Masters for me, the Masters for me are a little bit different cuz I you don't necessarily, like I, I, all the guys I play with are phenomenal bowlers, right? And I loved it. It was great. It's just, it was just, it's just different. I don't know. Like I said, it, you know, it doesn't seem like you've been in the trenches as much until you get to Masters, right? Whereas the Open, you're in the trenches for, you know, you're, you're qualifying with all the guys, you're in the trenches with them there, You're you're at the Provincials in the trenches, you know, battling it out and then at Nationals. So. It's just different, that's all. And and I, I, I say, you know, these are hard teams to make and these are hard teams to you know advance with Um, You know, I've never had the opportunity really to play with my buddy, Steve. And, uh, you know, I'd like to do that, you know, Cummings. And, um, you know, we haven't done that. We play a lot of doubles together, been successful that way. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't had a chance to play with him much. So um, and on a team
2: aspect. So who knows, maybe I'll continue to bowl and we'll see if I can make another team. There might be a spot open on the Bombers once I get pulled a couple more times. I'll stick to the <laughs> sponsorship side of things. Oh, God.
5: Well, Tim gave me the gears because I pre-bowled, and he put me on the easiest set, and I threw a buck 38, and he gave me the gears. And I said, Tim, what's wrong with that? And he goes, well, you threw a buck 38. I said, yeah, but I hit the middle nine times out of 10. I thought that was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. He goes, "He goes, well, that's just look at your score. I said, well, that's your problem,
4: Tim.
3: He's not telling everybody he went 0 for 8 on spares. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. <probably>. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: while we're still on the open uh, conversation, then you flipped over onto the volunteer side a little bit later on. You helped manage, manage and yeah. uh, the open for the Edmonton five. Pin, as you're on the board of directors for a couple of years, that's kind of fun too, organizing it and making sure everybody's, you know, sticking together as a team. And that was something even you did, you know, in the early years of the open at Edmonton, uh, you would always host team parties, right. And, and make sure that everybody's, know, getting along and team functions, but, you know, talk about managing the open for the, for the crew.
4: Yeah,
5: that was fun because I mean, right from the get-go, you're just trying to get entries, right? Get people to come out and then you, uh, you get your team put together. And, uh, you know, a big part of, a big part of team is making you feel like you're part of the team. Like you are, like there's nobody on the outside looking in. You're, you're, everybody is equal. There's nobody better than anybody else. Right. I mean, you look at Bruce, you look at Lynn, you look at, you know, those guys, I mean, they were all leaders in this, in this area. I mean, because Bruce, you know, is, is as great of a player as Bruce was, he's probably one of the most likable people too, right? And he never, ever made you feel like you were inferior to him. And so he was a leader, right? He wanted you to be part of the, you know, he made you, he just built you up. And I think that's where I learned from Bruce on how to, how to, Put a team together right and and keep a team together so i found that um you know being a manager was that's what i tried to do i mean i don't listen guys you know there's drama we all know that and drama sucks i mean as a manager you just you never like to see it um and we always like to say like you know we can blame this we can blame that this person should have done this that person should have done this i mean you know, you're, you're only as good as you are when you're there. But you got to look at yourself, too, and be accountable. If you're not playing well, you need to accept that you're not playing well. You can't put the blame on other people. Um, so as a, as a manager, I just tried to make sure that everybody's still trying to have fun, right? Every, got, got you what you needed, made sure that you were prepared. Um, yeah, and just uh, it, it was good. It was good. It was two years and just try to get people to enter, try to get people to come out.
3: I, I think oh. we held I think we held one of the best open provincials of all time. O Open fifteen. The
1: Open fifteen. <laughs>
3: the
2: Open fifteen, yeah. What was that? What was the
3: story there?
1: Oh well, uh, uh, we're children. Us? We're children. Right? And when we when we were in like, you know, junior high and stuff, the joke was always pen fifteen. Pen fifteen, yeah. Pen fifteen. It's penis. It's penis. <laughs> So we called it the O, wow. in 2015, it was the O-Pen-15. Because we're children.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Holy
3: shit. Was I there? What was? Yeah, that? you were there. Yeah, that, that was the year that Edmonton lost, and Min's lost in the last ball. There was a sure oh, part. Oh, that
2: was the, yeah, right. Yes.
3: Yeah, but that, that was the year that we uh, got uh, Labatt's to... Uh, yeah, we lost. We'll and then you and I were out late one night picking up stuff from Freddie at the back door of the Bats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I
2: remember that. Yeah, I remember that, to- yeah. I remember that last time. ball, too. I remember losing as Schultz lost. Uh, to the Tom guy Bay banged Bay. out in the 10th frame. <laughs> I was like, dude, we just made this most unbelievable, epic comeback. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, and it's, then lost.
5: It's, it's, it's hard to lose, right? And, you know, nobody likes losing, but you always lose more than you'll ever win. Just remember that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
5: if you, you got to learn how to lose before you'll ever learn how to win.
1: Yeah.
4: Right.
2: Huh. Where do you want to go next there, Smitty? Let's go to some uh, KG Bowl, big fun tournament. <laughs> some of the cash uh, or oh. not W C B T at the time, but some of these tournaments that you would have played in uh yeah. you we know, made a deep run at the kg open so let's go there and tell us uh tell us how that one was for you yeah
5: that's you know that was the one year where i um i actually did something in a in a other in, in, in a in the singles event and, and kg was had two shifts to qualify I remember it that's when they had the top uh they took the top 48 because there was the, the scores were so high right so uh they took the top 48 so i made they made it into that and then uh started going played t- played some good matches um long day you start at like eight in the morning uh just like we do now right um yeah. kg was you know let's back it up for a second i mean kg everybody will talk about kg the tournaments and i don't you guys never played kg did you i, never I unfortunately to. never got to no that was my very so, first I mean, one what a great tournament i mean that uh, you know is still probably my favorite still my my favorite by far i mean Everybody came together there. That's when you got guys from the Winni- from Winnipeg coming, right? You know, some d- people down in Ontario coming, you know, the West, everybody came. So it was, it was you know, if you really wanted to test how, how, how well you were playing, that was a good one for it. Um, so, yeah, I made a run there. Um, went to my toughest match. Actually, I'll never forget it was playing Pam. You know, playing kind of playing your sister, right? Like that's kind of way you yeah. felt like, you know, you're, I was playing Pam and we were ugly, like, holy cow. Like when you've, <laughs> you got to win some ugly matches. I'm sure people watching that are thinking, how the hell did these guys even make it? But we all know you got to, you got to win some ugly ones. And, and I did one, one ugly. I, I loved playing um, Tom Patterson because, because back then you're young and you heard all about the Tom Patterson, like the bowling school, right? Tom Patterson, Tom TP, And you know, you want to, you want to impress Tom, because maybe you'll get invited as a, as a pro to the, the pat, to the bowling school and so yeah I ended up playing Tom that one I I beat Tom so i was nice and went up went up going and I get to the final um and I was playing Dale Strutt Dale Strut from Ontario and uh Greg Peteritis was in his corner. There's a few people in his corner of course and I had I had my corner and they were all in the stand drunk as a skunk in, and making <laughs> making long straws <laughs> out of their drinking out of seeing how long of a straw they could get for their paralyzers uh from, no, from the bottom definitely. i i mean i had holdsworth he was kind of my my bench boss we'll call him and i mean he, he was snapped and so you know he's <laughs> now cav is right and so um and and there was a break it didn't help right because that was the last year we were on shaw television so there was a break from the last game before it for the finals like before the finals where they had to get set up and all that and then you got to you bowl the finals but Shaw television's there they got uh, you got to get everybody it's all live I got you know Brian Good Hope and all those guys are upstairs in the in the bar and they're betting on me and I'm like holy crap good thing I didn't know all this stuff but afterwards I felt like shit because I lost money for them and, but anyway played Dale Strut, fantastic
4: Fantastic,
5: <laughs> fantastic <laughs> uh, time that was, and um, you know again, well run event, amazing. The hunters did a great job running that event too, and Gary and that. So they, it was a lot of fun, uh, but lost. You know that's okay. I mean, I lost. I look back at it and go, well, Jesus, too bad I could have. Wish I had pulled that off, but I but I end up losing. And then we had to drive home that night, Kevin and I, and that was bad. So, oh so you gosh.
3: had you had to drive home then.
5: Well, so I started i did i was because they're wired right you're just fired up you're wired kevin's passed out and we stopped at Seven Eleven, 11 grab some slurpees and that and off we go um and we're driving along and i finally got to the I, like i i was about 15 20 minutes out on the road and i i just said kevin you gotta drive like I, i'm gonna put us in the ditch and at that point i fell asleep and i woke up and we were about 10 minutes out of calgary like i was done like it was a <laughs> long day but uh what an event right i mean they have a you know their consolation they put it in they put it in eastview uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. and i mean guys they uh you know that first game is a pot game right when you play east it's the first game was a pot game so everyone puts in their 20 bucks for the in the highest game so you win the guy that wins consolation over there and they don't that they didn't fill a spot right they just win consolation the guy that wins consolation over there finishes probably in the top 10 i think it is in money like yeah. over the whole event because there was all, there was money involved it was just the consolation was run just like the actual event it was match play it wasn't three game match play it was just a one game match play right and they they get they get money per match right for for your mm-hmm. win so it's it's pretty good right if you win that first pot right actually there's i think there's two because there's an a side and a b side i think if i'm not mistaken but anyway if you win the first two pots or come close to them or whatever you you can make some good money over there in the, on the consolation side so um but yeah but yeah if you didn't show up though either too so it was it was all seated right so you had your top your next 32. if you didn't show up you gotta you gotta buy like you actually yeah, yeah. You, if that guy doesn't show up you just move on
2: right so i, I was in bad shape one year and <laughs> didn't show up to the consolation it's probably a good because it was it was a very <laughs> late night because i think it probably was the year somebody we would have had our hotel room there would have been Oh my gosh! Twenty of us in that hotel room. Do you remember that big boardroom table? Oh, there's lots of people watching out there. The boardroom table at the KG, no, KG. we KG. Oh, oh my goodness!
5: Oh, did you ever? Did you bowling, ever hear this?
2: Doing the boardroom Did you ever hear the
5: story? Oh yeah, I know. But did, did you ever hear the story? When, oh, uh so Robert and Holdsworth, like the big thing back then. There was trashing rooms. Right? We used yeah. to, you know, you get somebody's room key, you pretend who they are, you get a room key. Well, yeah, Scott Barber. Yeah, you made sure that, you know, you were protective of your key. Well, Holdsworth and, and uh, Shanice and I can't remember who else thought that they were going to be pretty tricky and go and trash Bruce and Bruce and Lance's room, right? So they end up thinking they got the key and everything. They go up there and they freaking just start ripping this place apart. And they, they're like, Robert, I think, goes, hey, did they bring a cooler? Right? And Kevin's like, I don't know, whatever, and the freaking bed everywhere, just stuff. like huh? Why is this food in the fridge here? What's this all about? Right. Just keep going. I don't know, Kevin, like Kevin's there, you know, whatever. So anyways, they finish and then the shift's done and they come back and there's cops in the lobby of the KG, right? Cops in the lobby. And there's a guy sitting on the stairs going like, I don't know, like, I'm not sure what happened. I, I, I went out. I came back and my room was just absolutely trashed. <laughs> so they just trashed some guys, random guys room. They thought it was Lynn and Bruce's. Yeah, so Steve Steve was in on that too, I think. Was yeah. he? Holy crap. Yeah. Like honestly, you guys.
4: It's just so much <laughs> so much our, fun. Our, it our got dodgy in- though. That
5: KG got dodgy, eh? That one year where we, we had a room and I thought there was a chalk line on the floor.
2: I really yeah. do in the car. Well, that that the big boardroom table and the after parties we'd have there, and of course the guys would be sleeping on the couch. I remember Gino trying to sleep on the cot, oh. and he made the cut and has to play on the Sunday. And God. he's trying to sleep on the no, no, but like, Gino, go into the room. No, 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 this is my bed. I got to stay in my same bed. Gino, and we're just Gino, as like loud as could be, playing cards. Oh yeah, Gino, sleep anywhere. The, cur- the curlers or something. And Bruce and I walking around the room and. Or down and meeting the curlers cool- the, the curlers, with no shirts on, and just like, what is going on? Those are the years, buddy. I
5: think I won the chicken. Yeah, I Green sizes has put up the chicken bowl. I won the chicken bowl. I think the turkey bowl that one year okay. did really well. And it was funny because I needed to spare a corner, and What's I'm like the chicken oh, bowl. Oh, the turkey bowl, frozen turkey bowl. So on the lanes, they had a they put down, they put down some, uh, poly right, poly down on the, on the lanes all the way down, and then they had the pin. They had some pins like just probably halfway down the lane they had pins set up like normal and then they got the boards on the back right and you're freaking bowling a frozen turkey well it's great you're bowling this frozen turkey it's and i mean we're i think the entry fee was pretty high right I and mean, you wanted some good money like i think i, I think I, I think i got a i got like three or four hundred bucks or something like that it was crazy but anyway i remember having a spare i, I needed a sp- I needed a spare to win and i got there and i left the corner pin. i'm like okay and so i get the turkey and i get this turkey and he's got he's kind of thawed a little bit now so he's kind of got a he's got a wing right he's got a wing sitting here right and i let this thing go and it's doing the down the lane and i freaking thank god he, he was doing this because the wing is what clipped the corner pin so that i could actually no. win but yeah holy <laughs> crap. that was a turkey
0: bowl yeah that was good times yeah. I, I heard a story about this turkey bowl didn't oh somebody my. cut their hand on the inside of the turkey? Yeah, Holsworth, I think it was because he stuck—he's
5: being a jerk, right? And He stuck his whole hand. It's, maybe it's Tom. Maybe maybe Mark. One, it's either Tom, Mark, or Kevin. One of the, one of the three, I think. They both Threw their hand in there in the whole turkey like this, right? Just, yeah. Good times. yeah, good times.
2: I'm pizzy. He's pizzy. I believe that. I believe that. Oh, is it pizzy? Yeah. Oh, okay there you go yeah. <laughs> it just goes in and just jams it out oh my oh my god that's you so know, disgusting <laughs> you look at what, it, other, <laughs> what can we do some like watermelon bowling or like melons or some sort of that uh, too
5: messy. Could... no no you
3: want <laughs> chicken parts flying everywhere. you we actually we actually thought about bringing it back for something and then and then they're like, "Well, what happens if it all gets dirty?" I was like, "Well, that's why I got pin chasers to clean up. That's not that's not a, that's not a me problem." Oh,
2: yeah, <laughs> we need to take it outside and do it in the parking
1: lot or something. Throw yeah, you know,
3: we can probably do it in the back we uh, behind the sixteen. We yeah, the
1: alley for sure.
3: Yeah, we could do it down the alley on Sunday night. We film that instead of the final. Oh, yeah, on the other top four to move outside. Yeah,
5: but yeah, yeah, you know, I think I think too the funniest thing about KG, and a lot of these tournaments, guys, was. Not so much what was happening on the lanes, it was what was happening behind the lanes, right? Like with all the people that were, you know, like everyone's pissed off. You get you get knocked out, you're pissed off, but then eventually you get over it. And then it's like, okay, how many bubble gum can you throw in your mouth? The next thing you know, you got, you know, guys trying to see how many freaking pieces of, you know, the bubble gum's out of the machine. You know, they probably never sold out that gumball machine in their life. And the guy comes comes back the Monday and sees that yeah. it's completely what? empty. Yeah. There was a
2: candy store we would go to, though, as well. Oh yeah, like hot tamales and everything like that, right? Those are yeah. the seven dollars, seven dollar suckers. That's where that started too. Yeah, domestics, <laughs> yeah. domestics. <laughs> yeah, hey, can, I borrow, can I borrow seven oh, yeah. bucks? KG right, by far sun. was the, yeah. the, the the turning well, point a... this. The the most fun that I've ever had in any tournament for those those number of years we played that. Mm. Well, it was
5: a four day like good for you guys on TPC right? Like it's a four it was a four day event, but the four days were different. It was made up of. You know, the invitational, the the it had two shifts of trios, right? It had I don't know if it was I think it was just one shift of doubles, and then your, and then your singles, right? So yeah. it uh,
0: there was lots of different events,
5: right? That kept people engaged, right? Which was a lot of fun.
4: So
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, kind of the I guess kind of during our time, or Regina was kind of that mm-hmm. for us. Like everybody had to travel to Regina, so. I think it was the same thing as KG, right? Everybody has to travel there, so everybody hung out after. You're staying at the hotel and all that stuff. Where a lot of these Alberta tournaments, a lot of the guys, for us anyways, it's you're either working the event or you're helping out with the event and stuff like that, so you don't get that after hours stuff that typically went on. It's definitely toned down a lot.
1: (laughs) I, I I miss Scottsdale. Like, so here, yeah. it's, it's like super nice out Labor Day weekend, whatever, you know, we all went out there when we were like piss poor young kids going out to this tournament and like we would spend every dime that we had. And here's Sean, John, who's like, he is bold. He's done. He's, he's spent all his money. And all he wants to do now is drink, but he's got no money. So he was doing stupid <laughs> shit to get beer. The shopping cart. To, to the point, yeah. We would load him shopping up cart. into a shopping cart. Load him up into a shopping cart and run it down the back alley and run it into a curb so that he would go launching out into a pile of bushes so that he could do it for two beers. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it multiple times. <laughs> it's, yeah, you did.
5: I remember, yeah. yeah. You know, but all kidding, Sai, you guys have done uh, you know, all the events, right? Like you know, right from right from the autumn open, you know, you know how Mark's taking that. You you know, it's again it's nice to see the younger bowlers that are that have taken this on. Uh T P C like when the T P C when Rose Bowl was done with it at, at Bonnie Dune, I mean, I went to John over at Collingwood and said, we can't let this thing die. Like what, you know, let's figure this out. So John and I sat down and figured out a way to resurrect the TPC, right, and, or sorry, to bring on enough, bring the, bring, couldn't call it the Rose Bowl, I would call it something different. So I, I called it the TPC. Um, and John was fantastic at Collingwood because he no lineage, right, to get, just to get it going, right? He did, he was willing to do things just like you guys have done to, you know, let the bowlers come out and, and enjoy themselves again and not have to you know, know that there is it's worth it to make the trip, right? Yeah. You know, that's the big thing, right? Yeah, it got to the point where I it's a business guys, you guys are running business, okay? It's a bowling alley, it's a business. And you're catering when these tournaments you are catering, catering to about 2% of the population with these tournaments, right? Like that's of the bowling population, right? So yeah, it's very definitely. small. Yeah. So like, you know, your revenues, in a day-to-day, you know, come, you know, I don't know what the breakdown is open play to, to, uh, to leagues, to tournaments and all that, but I got it. You know, I, I'm thinking open play is still where your, a lot of your revenue comes from, right. And then your leagues, your are sustaining revenue. So, um, you know, everyone has to understand you're still a business. So when you have a weekend and you're not really taking any lineage just so that the bowlers can have a great weekend, enjoy it and make it, you know, my hat's off to you. And I think that's amazing uh, to, to actually cater to the, the small, to keep the sport going. Right. So I, I thank you for keeping the TPC that I was so, you know, lucky to, to get rolling with John over at, at Collinwood going. So I, I, and and you guys have taken it to that next level, which has been amazing. So thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, thank you.
2: So some of those early years of the of the TPC when it transferred over, Sean, obviously super, super proud moments, and you see that it's getting some success. Um, you know some of those uh, you, know, you know great bowlers. You, you remember any of the the key moments those guys had early on there TPC?
5: Well, I think you know Pizy, you know Blair, you know that was you know Blair obviously a very very good friend of mine. I was, he was the best man, and I, I just you know Blair's Blair's awesome, right? So. Probably the most positive guy again. I think one Scott the, Barber won the first one. Didn't Scotty you? won, yeah. Busy yeah. Barber. Um, Gino. I think I think Bruce won one at once. Jackson won at once. Gino won, couple, won it once. Yeah. Gino won a couple times, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's. I think um, Bruce,
2: Bruce didn't Bruce run both sides on one of them. Run
3: both sides. Bruce yeah. did
5: win the both sides. You're right. Yeah, Bruce was, and he did that in KG. There, I don't know how many guys have actually run both sides in tournaments.
3: Brad
5: Mullins. Uh, Brad Mullins think, has done it. Has Vic, he done it? Okay. Was yeah, so Vic, there,
3: Vic Klaus, Whatever Vic from uh
5: Regina. Regina?
3: Yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's really uh anyways the TPC was very good. I mean it's uh
0: but you guys, like I said, you took it to that next level, which is uh,
5: which is great. Love to see it. So
0: And just... Johnny Johnny won the last year of the T P C obviously Dexter won it at Collingwood. Yeah, all the slow throwers, right? I'm
4: kidding.
5: I, I let I... Johnny
2: win that year. <laughs> oh yeah, did he beat you in the final, Kerry?
4: Yeah
5: yeah yeah but yeah i beat johnny yeah the so that's part. that to me uh you know again i i gotta say that uh you know that was that was cool to see you know you guys taking it on and, and the guys and and just yeah the success that they're having and keep and all the terms like yeah. this thing is great so it's awesome keep it going
2: let's, let's go to the you know the strive for perfection um <laughs> you know you're a you know five pin bowler or a ten pin bowler or a golfer um you know perfect game hole in one um match up those experiences for you to to do the, the crowning moment i guess if you will of, of the sports well i i think
5: i said uh, i always said that if i ever throw a perfect game i'm going to quit the game because i beat it and that particular day of my perfect game i actually ended up throwing about a buck 40 the, day, the game before on lane 48 at bonnie dune and i uh I was so mad, I was, you know, get bad temper, bad place in my life, but uh, banked one off the wall onto the lane and I think Lin Howell was going to suspend me there. So (laughs) right then and there, he was pretty mad. So uh, from the league, but one of my defining moments for sure. But anyway, the next game, come out, come out and yeah, throw 12 unbelievable shots and um, throw that perfect game, which was, which was awesome. So I, I think I did quit after that year for a bit. But anyway, I I threw that perfect game. And then, um, you know, and then to have, you know, again, to have a hole in one, uh, I've had two of them. So to have two hole in ones and then have a perfect game. Now I need to throw a perfect game in 10 pin, which I don't know you guys, you know, 10 pin is pretty cool. I, I, I like 10 pin. 10 pin is definitely a more technical game than five pin by far. It's more, it's fun. It's kind of, you know, everyone loves the crashing of the pins. You can get away with, making a bad shot in 10 pin and still get a get a strike right but in five pin you can't do that you make a bad shot you're not going to strike right you, but you can get away with that in 10 pin um but uh, yeah i mean it you know my best i've i've aver- my my best hours in 10 pin i think it's 20 208 205 so um and that's only not playing very much either right i mean they bug me all the time when i come down and oh a five pinner five pinner right yeah you can tell i'm a five pinner but yeah Cause I don't throw a oh, whole right. bunch of strikes and I throw it from the right ditch and I got my own ball. So it's all weighted. So like, there's a lot of cheating thing. In, in, but it's all about <laughs> finding, it's all about finding the line in, in, in 10 pin. Right. Yeah. But it's also, yeah. about, it's also about running strikes in 10 pin. That's the big yeah. thing, finding the line and running strikes. But if you can make spares and you know, we're, we're way better spare bowlers than 10 pinners. There's no question about that. Right. So, yeah.
3: So yeah. remember, remember you used to tell me all the time it was a meatloaf quote. Two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, that's yeah. I guess zone. that's
5: true. Yeah, that's true. Two out of three ain't bad. So <laughs> it's 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 pretty nice. You throw a perfect game, you have a couple hole in ones, and if I could throw a if I could throw a ten pin uh, perfect game, that would be the piece of resistance. But I I think Blair. I think there's a couple other people. Pizzy is one of the few people that have uh, played TSN five pin and ten pin uh, on the TSN pins game. Huh, so yeah, I think he's one of the few. There's a, I think it might be somebody else, but I think Blair's. Didn't, I think it's... didn't Stevenson
0: make a show for 10-pin? Oh, you no, know, oh, yeah.
5: mm. Did he, he threw did a
2: a do that? He
1: a game in 10-pin, but I don't think he ever was. Did he throw a
5: perfect game in 10-pin?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Never in 5-pin, <laughs> but yes in 10-pin. Oh, Marty,
0: so... Marty Lupa has a perfect game in 10-pin, so really, is it really that hard, guys? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, perfection, you bet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, good times. Good so times. so Sean when you came back to the Bonnie Dune League is that yeah. when I threw the perfect game against you and that you quit again after that or yeah I can't <laughs> handle it <I> <laughs>
1: he's getting mad all over again
5: <laughs> just just anger you guys fuel my anger but it was cool to watch yeah yeah now now you know yeah it's pretty neat yeah CBC there you go Steve Steve knows Steve's like the Don Sim of the East right yep <laughs> right? so it's great. Yeah, he um, fills us
0: in with information that we're missing, for sure. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. No, uh, and, you know, again, accomplishment in five-pin throwing a perfect game is just, I think, is incredible. I mean, you've had three now, Kerry, right? Yeah. Dexter, you've had – oh, yeah, you haven't had any of this, right? Tim? <laughs> nope. No, that's right. Daryl? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of a <laughs> neat club. Very <laughs> part of it, I mean. it is it's a no neat fair, club. So, Sean,
1: like, I've, I've got I'm, – I'm still quite a bit younger than you. I've got time.
5: You, oh, you'll do it. I mean, there's no question. There's no question. You guys are gonna do it. It's just there's gonna be three more at Sher
2: Park this year. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> One more. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty neat to. It's well, pretty let's neat um, to Let's go to a little bit of a rant section here, Sean. I know you've okay. probably got some things on your mind that you're happy to share sure. with everybody. But um, you take us in the direction here for ten minutes on some of the things that you want to uh, run a rant well, about. the big, are yeah, grievances. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. Have, no, I don't have any
1: grievances, guys. No, I, just, I just,
5: as I've said to you before, I mean, I've talked about this lots. I mean, I, you know, the the slow play thing. I just, you know, um, I just. I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand what people are thinking about when they're standing up there for crying out loud. Your preparation should be done before you get up on that lane. I mean, yeah, you got to get up, you got to get set, and then you go. But, like, for crying out loud, like, I know Gino used to have a, you know, either a right or left testicle problem or something. And so when he would do that. I mean, Weber, I, I'm not sure what Weber was doing a lot of times, too. I mean, but he reset the pins about, I mean, shit, I you guys. Your cycles, you, you how many cycles do you do? Like you, you know, when the pins cycle every time, that's got to cost you a lot of money. So he probably cost you about fifteen dollars there with those cycles <laughs> on his last ball for the ten for his perfect game. But um, but that slow play thing is, uh, you know, is honestly um, that comes from not being ready. A right, getting when it's your turn. When you when you <laughs> when, when it's when you're it's not your turn, right? Like. You got to be ready. Like one thing about Len, right? Len, they, Everyone thinks Len's faster or whatever. Len doesn't pay attention. When, you, when he's playing You match play, he's down. He could be bowling on one and two. He'll be down on 50 and 60 and seeing what's happening, but he's ready to play when he walks up. Like he knows when it's time to get up, right? And, and throw, mm-hmm. you know, half the problem is you've got guys that are walking all over the place and it's their turn to get up there. And it used to be a tactic a lot of times, right? Back back in a day, guys would do it on purpose, Right? To throw other people off. Um and Paul
1: Robinson.
2: Yeah, Phil and Kevin. There were some slower guys. You mean you think about Rossetti oh, or uh, Ken no, Norris Ken or some of these guys that they were deliberate. a lot slower I think than they were now. Very deliberate, right? Yeah.
5: Yeah, and it and it is. Uh, it, it's it's um, you know the game we want the game to be entertaining, right? That's we want people we don't, we want people to watch our sport. That's what we want, right? We want people to enjoy our sport. But when you get guys that are taking, you know, how many seconds, you know, you know, minute to throw a ball, like, you know, or you throw the first ball and you punch, right? And now you're waiting for your, you know, you got another house, you know, you're waiting for your ball to come back because you only have one ball on the rack. Like, grab a house ball and let's go, right? Let's let's move it, right? Like, you know, Glenn and I talked about a little bit on at uh, TPC, you know, yeah. He doesn't care about wood. If he punches, he's just like okay, getting up there and doing the best he can to grab it. But he's just whatever happens. But it's it's the first first ball, and maybe your second on a spare or something. But you should never be taking the time that you take on the lane. If you want, if we want our sport, if we want our sport to truly evolve on, and get television coverage of some sort, you got to make it exciting, right? You can't be standing up there and waiting for balls all the time and and you know. Resetting the pins seven times. I'm mean, I thinking. I think in ten pin you get what um, two, two re- two re- two re- re-racks, right? Yeah. But oh. from the time that you and again, guys, I'm not saying time clocks. We all know what happened at KG with time clocks. <laughs> but you know, I think Jackson probably demolished about six of them. But you know, the point is, is that uh, with you know, they they would they're given a time limit to by the time it is their turn, they have a certain amount of time to deliver mm. that ball. I'm not saying that's what you do, right? I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I, I think it's, it's got to be policed within the bowlers, right? Because I think it comes, you can't have, because then what happens is you if you have the committee try to enforce it, right? That's not the best way either, because we all know that there's certain players that are slower. I think it just becomes a courtesy. I think those people that are slow know they're slow and they just need to understand that you got to start respecting some of the other players as well. Right, mm-hmm. other bullet and times, right? That's why I, I'm not a huge fan, guys. And I and I did this when I ran when I started the TPC. I'm not a fan of running two players for match play. Okay, I know you don't have the lanes, but I don't, I, I know it takes a little longer, but it's not match play. You it can't actually, put the pressure on.
3: It actually takes less time, Sean. Okay, so <laughs> because
5: but, but but to, but to I, Sean's I, point, it's it, not, it's match, not play. match play. It's not no. play. You you've just played. You yeah. just played how many games to qualify mm-hmm.
2: to play well, in some match case, play. In some cases, thirty-two. Yeah, that's right. In some <laughs> cases, thirty-two. There. But
3: but you but no, you're right. It, it's not it's not it's not a, like a, a legit match play, but it saves two hours. Okay, it does. Right? That's fair. It, fair enough. Yeah. Right. So but what I'm saying, but is- I agree because I I mean I, I talked about it last uh, last uh, podcast because I had I had troubles keeping a pace with the two other guys that were playing. And I wasn't bowling with him, right? So yeah, um, I, I, I do understand where you're coming from on that.
5: Yeah, I just, yeah. you know, so that's, you know, I don't have a lot of rants, guys. I mean, but the I got to tell you, like, the slow play has always been a, a bone of contention
0: for sure. I yeah. totally agree with you. Yeah, but the, like he's, Sean, you're saying, there's a difference between slow play and not being there and playing, right? Yeah. Like Adam Weber, yes, he may take a longer time on the approach, but he's he's ready when it's his turn and he's throwing one ball usually like he's averaging a lot higher. So his time on lane is probably a lot less than a lot of the players that are up there and throwing three balls, not playing very well, talking with their friends showing up when, Oh, Hey, it's my turn. Like there's a difference. How do you police a slow play when you have situations like that? And like you said, I think that's gotta be up to the bowlers to be like, Hey, pay attention. It's your turn. If you're not at this set, like, if it constantly happens, then maybe there is penalties to be issued. But, yeah, the bowler's got to judge that. I don't think a judge of play can enforce, like, the Gino Zibart, the Adam Weber, who's ready, who's playing. Oh, they're taking 45 seconds. Yeah, but that guy's been missing for half a minute. He finally gets there, and he's throwing three balls. He's taking a minute and a half to play the same frame that Adam Weber took 45 seconds at.
5: Hundred percent, Kerry. I I, I totally yeah. agree with you. I think the the other thing, like if you're if you're playing, like you guys, your eight game qualifying shift was it the morning one there? I mean, like, oh yeah, six it, hours, and it wasn't it wasn't full though. It wasn't. No. <laughs> oh, was it completely full on the, the Friday, Friday morning? The yeah, Friday why was that one see.
3: long? There so, was nothing. It was just it was just slow play. We had no lane errors, nothing going on. Yeah, it was just. So slow. the
5: question is, is why, right? But then you got to look at common denominators. So you start to look and go, well, why is this lane? Always finishing last, and I'm not saying it's one player or whatever, it could
3: yeah. be anybody, right? But Tate, you got to start asking. Do you yourself remember what? Tate? Let's talk about slow play. Let's air er, there are grievances. Um, <laughs> I, I remember when you're a manager and we talked about slow play, was it at the open 15? Open, no, it was, oh, it was open 16, uh, not... uh <laughs> qualifying insane. at St. Albert. And uh, you told and you were completely right. You told Ernie, hey, you know what? If there's slow play, there's slow play, right? And we all had the discussion ahead of time and who got the warning because I was on Adam Weber's lane this guy he walked up and he was like I, I was like I, I can't get I can only go so fast as this little fucker over here right but I got, I got the warning right and you know what the sad part was the three of us on that set shot over a thousand for three and we still were <laughs> slow
0: <laughs> it, it's That's funny okay. that you like that we talk about this or whatever but Tim has become notoriously one of the slower so players slow. on tour yeah
1: yeah. So you slow. Are. He's got you're, to get like eight thousand leg wiggles in first. <laughs> that and hand, hand wipes.
0: It's, it's he, working. He's, he's
1: getting, but... yeah, oh, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But he's moving all the energy from his elbows <laughs> to his legs.
5: So you know what's funny, guys, is here I am telling you, right? I'm saying, you know, the slow play, the slow play, right? But you know, we're talking about guys, the guys that are slow. I'm not. Let's let's call it slow, but maybe call it deliberate. They're maybe not so yeah. much slow. They're just a lot more deliberate. Yeah. And. Listen, if you're on a seven bagger, right, eight bagger, whatever, right, four bagger I don't care, whatever, right. You start taking a little bit more time, right? Yeah. For some reason, you just do. Yeah. Um. You
3: know. It's just, it, just, it just, it just a,
5: happens, a right? Huge. And yeah. and I guess I guess when I say slow play, I, I'm talking about the fact that if you notice there are one or two lanes every game finishing last. Right, you got to start looking at that. Like I, you yeah. really
4: do.
3: To be honest with you, uh, I'm not going to say, but sometimes when we do the lane draw a TPC, we see three slow players on a lane. We might move one. Right? You know?
5: <laughs> but, why you wouldn't know you? I and, totally agree with you. And, and, and you know what? Those are things that you would do to run the tournament, like right? An and you know no. and,
1: that, and that I think that's part of the reason why Friday did go long is we didn't do that. We didn't have time. I, I literally used a randomizer and was like, "There's a 64 names." Yeah, done. Yeah, like you
5: know, uh, Ken Norris. I mean, we know everyone always complained about Ken, but he's deliberate, right? Yeah, it did. It was the same every time. Like the thing about Ken, is it? It didn't matter whether he was going for a strike, a spare, wood. It did. It didn't matter. It was the same every time. Mm -hmm. Um, Rossetti, right? Same every time. But it did. It does disrupt the flow. You think about teams, right? You talk about a team there yeah. like i mean yeah. guys like you you're, you know all of a sudden you, you know you know you've got a slow player on your team if i if i'm coaching i'm like okay i don't care if you think you should be anchor or you're not I, i'm going to do what i got to do so that i don't disrupt the flow of the team right because you can't you can't all of a sudden have bang bang and then freaking snooze fast and then bang bang right like it just it just it, it's not cool right It just, yeah. yeah
3: so here i'll put a challenge out to you Sean. You bowl Thursdays with us. You tell us which one's a slow lane. And you know what? It's not going to be my team.
5: Listen, those people or are other ones champ.
3: Because you're playing three balls a frame, and I'm fast. Because we only throw one or two.
5: You're comparing yourself to a 150 and 130 average and 100 average bowlers on that league, for crying out loud. So they're throwing three, yeah. Yeah, they're throwing three in the time it takes you to throw one.
1: Yes, I know. And the slowest team isn't one of those teams.
3: It's Johnny's team. The slowest team. <laughs> or or Shulky's team. Yeah. Has some pretty
1: or... solid bowlers in it. <laughs>
2: Allison's team, too, Stevenson. even said. But the, the ladies' team is the slowest team. Oh, I know. All
3: I, all I, I, like. I, yeah. yeah. I, hey, Allison, we're, I we're, we're playing you this week on Thursday, so let's, let's be done on time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lenny, Lenny yeah, kind of brings good.
0: up a, a funny thing. That was kind of one of the things always at the, the tour. Yeah. The last lane, all of a sudden, all those people go out for a smoke. Thank God, smoking's. <laughs> Dinosaur. Yeah. You don't get that anymore. He's he's yeah. so right. He's so right. No more
5: yeah, <laughs> it's um but you know, like I say, guys, I mean it's great, to, it's great to be back and, and watching some bowling. Steve dragged me out of retirement, I guess you could call it, but he kinda of cohorts me to to go. He's like, Hey, come out and bowl on Thursdays. I said, okay. I said, Do I have to bowl every night? He says, No, no. He says like maybe once every three weeks. He says, My come play with my boys and me. I said, Sure, that sounds great. And Two weeks in, yeah. Guess what? What? You're full time. Oh, what?
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> what?
5: Yeah. I'm like, okay, all right. So no, it, it's been good. It's good. You know, I, I miss the people. I've got you know, I have to know so many people. This sport, if anything, has given us so much, so many friendships, right over the over the over the whole country, right. I mean, I still. Some of my one of my best friends is, is Kim McInnes, right in in BC. I mean, she. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's amazing and uh, love her and miss her too. I get to talk just to her, her. Yeah, <laughs> but she's amazing, right? So um, yeah. Anyways, it's uh, it's pretty cool. But uh, you know, right across the country, you've got so many friendships, and that'll never be replaced. And that's I think that's why we do what we do. And it's just making sure that we continue to to bring people out and don't forget and never forget those that have played the game either. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. Try never try to never forget those that have played the game. Because uh, it's yeah. really important, so it's what keeps it going. So, absolutely, but, yeah. yeah. I think
0: that's been one of the good things about these podcasts. Is like it, it's a number one hundred and eighteen, and we get new people every week that bring up names that ne- not necessarily we've already talked about or we've talked yeah. about, and we get to hear different stories about them and stuff like that. Like, it it's definitely opened my eyes. Like, I I get a lot of the stories through Gino, just growing up around him and stuff like that, and. Sean, you were kind of speaking. Who's the one that introduced you to these events and stuff like that? It was Gino was the one in my life that introduced me and brought me up through the the cash events and stuff like that. But now hearing stories from yourself or our other guests about the same people that Gino used to talk about, but it's a little bit different side that Gino didn't even know about them or stuff like that. It, it's yeah. it's amazing.
5: It's, it's great. yeah, and you're good. gonna have uh, guys talking about you guys right over the years, and so. You know it, it's it's really neat it really is i'm just, it's just i nice feel sorry for those
0: people in the future but
5: I <laughs> well i do remember playing masters with you and I, I think i was horrible and you were okay so you did okay. I, you gotta- it was
0: funny dexter brought up that story is like yeah sean you weren't that great at nationals but i never knew it was kind of the same thing for me <laughs> apparently you weren't that good and we still had a shot at gold in our last match and i didn't realize how how difficult you were playing and stuff like that but that's just rings that you're one of those team players that you're in the pit the whole time i know it's masters you don't get to go hide in the back and stuff like that but you're there with the team the whole time cheering us on even though you're struggling out there and in hamilton right big 48 lane center like you could be over if it was the open you'd be go watching singles while you're sitting on the bench unfortunately you didn't get that chance but
5: yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been great. Like I said, I've been I got the opportunity to play with all you guys, and uh, I appreciate uh, having me on the
2: having me on the uh, podcast for sure. So, of course, well, we're I not going to let made... go too e- too easy. Sorry, Kerry. Uh, Smitty, Obviously, you know, happy to listen to your advice to us as Five Pinu, and how do we get the word out there to more boulders from a you know digital marketing or from an advertising. You know, you're a professional in this space. Uh, you know, any recommendations you'd have to, to us, give us some, some free advice here on, on on how to get the word out there about five p and, and the cool things that we're doing here.
5: Well, I mean, geez,
2: I mean you guys,
5: I gotta tell you, like forget about me being a marketing person. I mean, you guys are doing a great job for yourselves. Like you know, you're making it cool. Let's just say that, right? You're you're making the you're making the game cool again, you know, whether it's up to date with the cool hats that, you know, the five PUs, you know, like just, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're just, you're branding it as a, as a, as a cool sport. And you're getting a lot of young kids wanting to wear that. I mean, geez, like I told you, as the Alberta Winter Games, I was embarrassed that I was a bowler, right? I mean, like, you're not, that's not the cool thing, guys, when you're playing, when you got hockey teams and, and, and uh, downhill skiing and stuff like that. That's not the cool thing. But you're making, you guys are the ones making bowling cool and cool again. And, um, I, you know, from a marketing standpoint, again, I think you just got to be careful. If you have spectators watching the game, you know, you're, you're as, as a fan of bowling, I sometimes find it painful to watch, no. right? I really do. Um, and so that the things about the slow play, you know, things about, um, you know, get when people get excited, it's good to see emotion. That's what that's what people like. Right. You know, it's not for everybody. I understand that. Right. But you get your, you know, you, you have a Jeff Bourne or a, or a Scotty barber or, you know, somebody who's getting excited like that, like, it's pretty cool. Like, well, look at, Hey, how about that strike video? Right. The one that was shared on Facebook a while. Right. That one was done by Tom for the bowling school. Um, That's, that's cool. When you watch that. Does that not make you want to go play the game? Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's cool. Right. And that's what, that's the marketing side. Right. That's, that's showing that kind of emotion. Right. Um, Michaela, you know, look at how excited she gets. I mean, she's what, 14, 15? Just turned 15. Yeah. You know, she does it and it's, it's cool. Kevin Holdsworth does it. He's just old. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Kevin. Right. So, um, podcasting oh, yeah yeah you gotta yeah you gotta get some more ladies on the board here. um
3: but, but here but here's the thing we talk about attitudes right and i know obviously you don't want to see somebody hit stuff or whatever but that's i not. but but i i, I well you it was over the shield that's a difference but uh oh, okay let's but, 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 hold but, but, but let, up let's all hold all up grievances <laughs> over, over the shield does not
5: distract
2: Hitting the shield distracts. <laughs> yeah. you, you were the best at chucking it over. It
3: was pretty over smooth Romeo. over the shield, yeah. yeah, yeah we smooth. Used to, we used to have competitions. Well, it, it's, sm- it's
0: smooth
5: in the soft game. wood, yeah. yeah. The <laughs> well, we t- we t- used to have competitions how far we could throw it to the pins, yeah. right? So there was times, I mean, shit, we'd knock out the masking unit and take out the lights, but, you know, <laughs> we, you know we would Mike Tweedy, myself, Holdy, right, over it. We We'd have some pretty lift. We'd call them lift contests, right? So you could... Put the most lift on it but it wasn't the we throw it out as an you know like you're strong enough Kerry. you play ball right you can i'm not sure about tim but you can you <laughs> you can throw it far enough on a line right you don't want the big no. those are the ones that you don't want you don't want the you don't get the arc you don't want the arc you want less arc, right more yeah. distance yeah.
4: So
3: that's
5: how you
2: went
4: okay
5: so,
3: anyways go ahead so anyway so so I, I'm not opposed to like if you see somebody watching the live stream and somebody losing their shit. I mean no, that, no. that attracts that attracts viewers, does it not? No, you don't.
5: No, no not losing your like. No,
3: not. Yeah, like no. I, if somebody's absolutely mangling a ball return, you know you're gonna get that <laughs> share eight million times, right? You know we'll that's see, gonna we'll see happen. If I've been new league this weekend, bud. Uh, <laughs> oh my someone, god! Someone yeah, just
1: gotta I, launch a chair.
3: Yeah, I, I i think I think it'd be worth it. Like go, going, like yeah, Bobby Knight tossing a chair, yeah. something like that. I think, I think honestly, you'd be absolutely, it'd be crazy and bring 5P Universe back. Well, <laughs> I, I don't role.
5: know. I mean, I, like I said, you guys are doing a good job. I, I like the, you know, from a from a marketing side, you're, you're you got to remember again, who are you trying to attract? You're talking to two percent of the population of bowl, yeah. right? That's really who you're trying to attract for these tournaments. Right, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure out what your marketing, what what silo you're trying to go down. If you're going to, okay, we need open play bowlers. We need if we need YBC bowlers. If we need league bowlers, right? <laughs> over here, Jeff. So, like, <laughs> you just, yeah, there you go, right? Like, you just, you gotta figure out which silo you want to actually go down, um, yeah, for your marketing because uh i think you guys have got it right but you, you know again what's gonna are you are you doing it from a business are you doing it from the sport are you doing it like what do you want to do but for five pin you you're, you're on the right track 100 i mean and the more you're doing with the videos and stuff like that and and giving more people access that can't actually be at the event it's been i think is great it is it really is now listen i i can sit there and i can watch it on tv and i have no problems watching bowling right but I mean my wife sits there and she's like what are you doing yeah. me, right? what like, is you're this you're gonna you know give me a spoon
2: I want to stab my eye and but I that's something that'll take time and by creating personalities or pre- creating team affiliations or creating yeah. these different you know things people will build over time yeah I know, right but they're Nobody like the average change. Joe can watch it yeah and I
5: mean you look at our
2: like look at our provincials like a
5: uh, provincial open like that's exciting okay like that's mm-hmm. exciting. I mean, you know, even Tara got excited when she got to watch, like from a, cause she's, she's an athlete, right? She's played high level volleyball, high level fastball. Like, so she gets it. So you get people that are competitive in sport. It doesn't matter what sport you play. When you see that kind of enthusiasm and that kind of drive that these people are having out on the lane, right? Yeah, it's bowling, but you know, who gets excited like that other than bowlers, right? Like. So, yeah. that's the cool part, and if you can harness that and show that somehow, and that's where it should be showcased. Like the open, you open provincials and open nationals, like that's that's the stuff that needs to be somehow showcased. And it's hard because it's television, right? But you, there's got to be a way. Well, you guys are doing it. You're doing it through yeah. YouTube. You're doing it through YouTube. Yeah, we got live good so as so that's, that's the way to do contracts it. Contracts right? for live and
1: Then yeah. we get it on a betting app, and then everyone <laughs> watches.
5: That's right. Well, we all know we're gamblers, right? So,
0: oh, that's right. We don't, you know, we, don't we don't condone gambling. gambling. No, we're
1: talking about legal gambling. <laughs> yeah, this is no. this, this 5G supports <laughs> legal gambling. Yeah.
0: Just <laughs> not um, the illegal kind. There yeah. there's lots lots of that sporting app stuff coming out. Uh, obviously, Alberta passed a, a couple things here lately for single sport betting and stuff like that. You never know. Like that those sure. are avenues that need to be um searched right they we just can't say oh i wish somebody would do that that was the same thing with the tour oh i wish somebody would create a tour i wish somebody would do a point system i wish 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 till somebody takes the reins and actually does it right you can say anything you want but if somebody doesn't do it it's just hoofla the only reason people don't do it is they're afraid to
5: fail so never be afraid to fail try something
0: (laughs) podcast there you go uh, <laughs> i told i told these guys at the first episode this could be only one time thing but it turned out yeah. to be 118
3: mark, mark we already done that <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: what? there is but only yeah. a
2: small portion of it but maybe yeah. on a macro bigger yeah. level you could yeah. do that right you know yeah.
3: um yeah, let, could, let's, all, let's, let's all understand, we, we don't want, let's do some legal gambling, legal <laughs> gambling.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you. But anyways, you know, the, the reach though, I think ultimately yeah. we want to reach more than just the tournament players, you know, the league yeah, yeah. bowlers, the YBC bowlers, the other people. Are you subscribing to the YouTube channel? Are you buying merch? Is there distributorship across the country? I mean, there's 25,000, whatever the number is of, of weekly league bowlers. Um, that's a big market and and, uh, there's only a fraction of people that are watching these live and then people watching afterwards so there is a big market so that's what I was getting at Smitty if you get any... Oh that too and
5: and Daryl you gotta you know the other thing too is that you know I think bowling is is gotta figure themselves out like you can't have all these different governing bodies right I mean you've got you know that's a big problem too I mean you gotta figure that out and um, everybody wants a different piece of the pie and you know, everyone's got to get onto the same page. So, uh, yeah. you know, we're the only, I think we're one of the only sports in the world that has how many different
0: national championships or did at one time have, you know, you have all these
4: mm-hmm.
0: different we had, national We had three national championships in 2019. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, you, the you know, there was even
5: more than that, but no, you're talking even you more than in that in though, the like POA, you, you got high-low doubles you added and, the and the all seniors. that. You right. yeah. yeah. I was, I was
0: just talking scratch, right? That was just yeah. scratch yeah could you imagine adding no like there's a lot right there's a lot
5: so i mean and you're trying to cater to all the different types of bowlers like you know how many people actually average how many bowlers actually average over 250. right very small percent even over 200 for that matter.
2: Uh, it would be cool know. to see, like, you know, Sunday morning, 5PL, uh, the Pro Team League, you know, getting up to 100 viewers on Sunday mornings because people now YBC or across the country, kids are waking up in the morning and they're watching streaming YouTube, which becomes completely second nature to them, and they're watching the 5PL. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's the, the way to, to, to build the audience, I think, is through our Sunday But you got to tap
5: into who are the ones that are going to get excited about that. Like, you know, the Michaela's of the world, right, in, in, in YBC. Right, you got to start. You go after the low-hanging fruit first. Yeah, if you yeah, go after exactly. your low-hanging fruit first, right, yeah. and then build
2: from there. How many yeah. YBC bowlers? So start posting yeah. all across their uh, yeah their stuff.
5: Absolutely, that's what you need to figure out. Right, you got to figure that out. So
2: it's good. whoa, something just happened there on YouTube. Good time to I, wrap it up and go. I into fix like some, that. I fix yeah. that. <laughs> Come in. All right. Yeah, we we should wrap this up.
0: Yeah. Um, Sean, Thanks. I can't can't thank you enough for coming on, man. It's uh, been amazing. <laughs> you like I said you're part of my first master's rookie year. Um, amazing teammate and the stories and stuff that we've talked about over the years and the information you've shared and the stuff I've bounced off of you. Um, you've been nothing but a a cauldron of information, sir. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate <laughs> it, and I hope I can. I hope I can be a
5: positive influence on a few more people down the road,
4: so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so
0: don't beat me up too bad on the Diamonds this year, okay? I'm getting old. i got to play the over 50s, I think, again this year. Yeah. this year. We haven't seen you in a while. We haven't been able to play Rimby in a few years, so maybe maybe soon again. Our team's getting old. <laughs> Our team's getting old. You've been not quite done yet for a decade, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. NQD. Yeah. Yeah. NQD. That's right, yeah. yeah yeah anyway but
5: thanks guys i really appreciate it we'll see you uh thursday night
1: but uh it's been a been a pleasure so yeah, thanks, thanks sean. sean always so good chatting with you buddy
0: okay thanks, take man. care guys appreciate yeah. it see you awesome another great podcast um anything you guys want to add for the before we wrap this up
1: I just want to say our reach has must be getting pretty
0: yeah. far out there yeah. on
1: YouTube.
0: Yeah, the moment we say we want to get out there, well, there's one way to do it. You, oh, you, wow. YouTube is a scary space.
1: Wow. Holy, that that's a first for us. Hundred. I don't know how many live streams we have done at this point, but that's a first. Yeah, that's
0: the one in the
2: comments. Woo. I don't know if you can delete it. But. Yeah,
0: it I, it'll be deleted. Nobody will see it. But
2: yeah, um, yeah. Well, good old YouTube. Smitty, Smitty's awesome, though. You know what? Obviously, he yeah. had a lot of, played on a lot of teams with a lot of good times and a lot of shenanigans. So happy to have him on as a as a guest. Um, absolute beauty. And like you said, not afraid to speak his mind and give us opinions and get us, give us advice. So I've appreciated yeah. that 100% uh, over the last number of years playing with him. So.
1: And, and I'll also be able to admit, like, admit that you know when he was younger he had a had a bad attitude. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. Uh, playing with him since I've been in the adults has been fantastic. Um, and like I said, one of the absolute best teammates I ever yeah. had. Um, super positive, super supportive, amazing on a team. We used
2: to call the Smitty Factor. Yeah, the Smitty Factor is is something that is absolutely real for sure. Um.
0: Before we end this podcast, I just want to give a shout out to, uh, our BC peeps. We know, uh, things are, are rough out there with all the flooding and everything. So hopefully everybody's staying safe and, uh, get the high ground and let anybody know if you need help or what's going on. We'll, we'll try and do our best to get the information out there and keep you, keep you all safe and, uh, dry for the next few, a month before they get the Coca-Cola back up and running or whatever's. Insane.
1: Crazy.
0: All right. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you next week.
1: Take care, guys. Thanks, everybody.